is The Brink, your favourite podcast that shows up when we feel like showing up. And today is one of those days because it has been a big couple of weeks with this show and really the reason why we exist. The great old city of Hobart, our history, where we're from and kind of a bit of a background into what we actually were around for and a lot to talk about. So pumped for this, so excited that we're going to bring in our guest guy today straight away. And I better play this, otherwise he might stab me. Oh, Josh, he's still all right with me because Josh is here. Hello, Josh. Hello, Benny boy. (laughs) Am I I off the hook this week? You're not going to stab me for not playing that? You got a bit angry at me last time. Okay. Well, this thing might, but no. Anyway, no. You know what really grinds my gears? Why I might stab you? Why? Freaking Essendon beating Richmond by one point. (laughs) Freaking hell. Yeah, of all the teams you want to lose to by a point, there are. Yeah, my dad's fucking team, mate. That's what it is. Dad goes for. That explains a lot. Um, but <laughs> I, I remember we, um, we came out of, like, I was walking out of Elizabeth college one day and my, uh, I don't know if, do you remember, uh, Kat? I don't know if you remember Kat. She was one of the theater my girls. Girlfriend Kat? No, no, uh, no, not Kat. Not, not, not that cat. Another cat. Uh, uh, sorry. She was one of the theater Garfield. girls. And she, sure. No, whatever her last name. I can't remember her last name. Cat joke, Josh, move on. She um, was hot, but anyway. Um, <laughs> she calls me. She goes, did your dad drive? Oh, I can't remember what buddy car it was. One of these. I went, yeah. He goes, he's doing 30 out of Hungry Jacks. He's, and he's going off Elizabeth Street and he's doing 30. I'm like, well, he's my dad. I don't need these. I'm not him. I've got nothing to do. I'm actually probably not related to him. No, 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 no. Great story. Great story. <laughs> I remember um, going in that BMW that he had one time when he was walking down, oh. working down at the wharf or he was like working behind a takeaway shop or something like that down no, at the no, waterfront. No, no, no. He was, he was a bookkeeper. A bookkeeper. He was, oh, sure. yeah, he was doing doing accountancy. The old um, eight, 835i, the white one. Yeah. Actually, the, the best one, which I always remember telling you about was when I was at the Mercury and my beat was the Dermot Valley Gazette, you know, quite in quite in tune with the then council and mayor and everything of good old New Norfolk. And he wasn't on the council at that time. And I remember getting a, uh, a phone call from on a Friday night from him. Still to this day, I don't know he got my number, but whatever. And then he was just, Oh, you got to watch out, Ben. I'll tell you all the goss. I'll do this. I'll do that for an hour. It's like, like, like <laughs> Mr. Shoebridge, like, great. It's Friday night. Like I've, I've, I'm off for the weekend, but you just keep talking for an hour. Um, might have been the last yeah. time I ever spoke to your dad. So. Yeah, no, he can he can talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles, that one. Is he back on the council? At the no, but funnily enough, him and Damien Bester mm. have started their own newspaper. Oh, that's interesting because I didn't think they liked each other. There you go. They work well together. Like Dad does all the advertising stuff and Damien does all the... Journo I stuff. know because I know this is like just tangent. This is not what you're here to talk about, the big Tasmanian news. But I, I know yeah. that Damien left the Mercury and then I think because um the Dermot Valley Gazette got sold off from News Corp and Davies Brothers, I think it was then independent the last time I saw, completely independent from the Mercury. So um yeah, I know. Yeah, Damien yeah, ran Norfolk yeah. News, which was always a great source of information for me. And he was great. Loved Damien when he was at the Mercury when I was there. He'd always help me out, tell me where to go, point me in the right direction, give me some sources. Yeah. So 
Good guy. Top bloke. His his brother actually was my manager when I was working at Phone Zone. Phone Zone. Lenorky. <laughs> oh, Rip Phones and Rip Sanity, by the way. We should mention Sanity officially is no longer a physical store anymore. So No. God, no that's and, sad. But, but to be honest, to be honest though, like the way things are, like who buys a DVD these days? Well, I mean, yes. When's the last time you bought a DVD? I buy every year. I buy the Formula One review DVD just because I collect them. But other than that, not a long time. I bought No Time to Die on Blu-ray, I guess. But again, I collect them. I collect certain ones that I will yeah, always get. Yeah, but that's get, like collecting vinyls, true. right? Like but you're not I, collecting it for, for everyday use. I, I predict, give it 10, 20 years, DVDs will be back. I mean, whoever would think it that vinyls would be the mm. number one physical form of media again. So yeah. um, Now, I think your predictions of about 10 years. Mm. Now, 10 years ago, we had a prediction. Even longer. It was about 15 years ago we had a prediction. Oh, look, this was um, on the cards. Good segue, Josh, by the way. I, I like, Mate, remember to... I was the king of that back in the studio. You, you do all right. You do all right. But um, <laughs> we – look, I think the thing we're here to talk about today mainly is obviously big news in Tasmania that happened uh, since we were last on air. And I'll, I'll play a clip in a second. I'll be fancy now. I can play clips. But I think what our mantra that we became on the brink, of course, we like to have our – our phrase is Hobart's voice for inclusion. You know, we were the we were the mm. little battling city fighting up against the mainland and the world and everything along those lines and also ourselves battling up against the big wig radio stations of I think Kim and Dave were still on air back at the time, good for them and all the other ones and we've had 400 different ones since we uh, last were on air three weeks ago, let alone in the, uh, you know, nearly 20 years we've been on air. But yeah. We were always fighting, and, and, you know, obviously we were known for the Olympic bid and everything along those lines, but we were always alongside of trying to get other events and other things and all that kind of stuff. Now, back in 2008, there was a big push at that point for an AFL team in Tasmania. Very big push, and we jumped on the bandwagon. We're in the Mercury. You've shared that about 80 times in the last two weeks. Good job. And, uh, you know... Hey, hey, there's a reason for that. (laughs) Well, because we were good-looking roosters. That's why. Um, Exactly right. And and reminding people that this is not an old thing. I'm sorry, not a young thing. It is with something that's been pushed Longer before us. Sure, it's it's been around since the, the you know back, way back in trades back to the sixties and seventies, and there was a big push in the nineties. I remember as a kid in in growing up, it was a big push. They were going to bu- build a stadium out at the showgrounds and all that kind of stuff. Then the big push. No, I remember that two thousand and eight one when we got on board. You remember Mars? You could get a Mars bar that had Believe on it because Mars jumped on board yes. as a sponsor and all that sort of stuff and everything along those lines. But obviously, with all that in mind, there was a big campaign in the last four or five years. A real big serious one. There were government inquiries. There were official reports. There was everything along the lines. And then since we were last on air, I'm going to play a clip. This officially happened. Yesterday afternoon at a meeting of the AFL Commission where all commissioners were present, the AFL Commission resolved toward a licence based on conditions to a Tasmanian club, a decision that will finally make our national competitions truly national. And this morning, we signed binding commitments with the Tasmanian Government that committed to delivering on those commissions, conditions, including partnering with the Federal Government for the construction of a 23,000-seat roofed stadium at Macquarie Point. So on this basis, and on behalf of our AFL Commission Chairman Richard Goiter, the AFL Commission and with the support and endorsement of presidents and chairs of all 18 AFL clubs, I'm proud and excited to announce 
the awarding of the 19th licence to play in the AFL and AFLW competitions to Tasmania. A 19th club... A 19th club in Tasmania for Tasmania, uniting Tasmania. Now, that was, of course, AFL CEO Gil McLaughlin, who, of course, is outgoing CEO. Sad I got overlooked for the job, but that's another episode. But, I mean, the, the biggest announcement, the biggest news, I, I'm saying this right now. I said it when I tweeted this a couple of weeks back. The biggest thing to ever happen to Tasmania in the history of Tasmania. This is a, um, a means for celebrations. We finally have a team in the yeah. biggest sporting competition in the country and just a massive, massive achievement for us, whether you're a sporting fan or not, to literally put us on the map, to put the map on the map because we have the map on our jersey, hopefully, everything along yep. those lines. Now, this should be cause for celebration, as you heard Gil say there, uniting the state. and Exactly, because this- it's going to be the first state to have a team, not, exactly. not, not a city, not a, not a suburb. A state. And we, we have issues in, in Tasmania, of course, when it comes to the north and south of Ireland, that kind of stuff. But it's just a, a massive, massive deal. You know, you've got to think about growing up in Tasmania, not just myself, not just you, not just certain people of a certain age, our, our fathers and everybody else along those lines who mm. we wanted to support a team we couldn't. You know, we, 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 we had no team. That's why you go for Richard, I go for Carlton, other people go for all these other yeah. teams because we had no representation. Massive deal. Celebrate. But, but, but. It wouldn't be Tasmania without there With being a, a bunch, bunch of, of socks. a bunch of fucking whinges. <laughs> now, <laughs> basically, this comes down to the stadium. Now, for those of you who are maybe not uh, aware of what it is, or maybe haven't been paying attention, or listening outside of Australia, or any of those sort of things, essentially, part of this deal for us to get a team. And I'll backtrack. If you're listening just outside of Australia, hello. The AFL, Australian Football League, is our biggest sport, biggest league in the country. If you're in America, it's like the NFL. If you're in the UK, it's like the Premier League, kind of essentially that, and we're going to have a team in it by 2028. Now, as part of that condition, the AFL said, you must build a brand new stadium, to which the government said, okay, we'll do it. So we got funding from the federal government, which is the last sort of hurdle, funding from the state government, and some brief funding from the AFL to build a $750 million brand new stadium right smack bang on the waterfront, prime location, perfect. If you're listening to us in the States, obviously most of your major cities will have major stadiums right downtown. It is a fantastic place to have a stadium. But yeah. Tasmania being Tasmania, oh, no, we can't have this. We can't have this. Now, if you, there were naysayers when this was out there, when this was put out to the public. There were a few people like, oh, no, no, we shouldn't do that. When Albo, Anthony Albanese, the prime minister, showed up to announce this funding. There was like four people. Ah, oh, fuck off. We don't want a stadium. All wearing AFL guernseys, by the way. Just want to point that out. And <laughs> they announced this to a bit of naysayers, to which all of a sudden, a week ago, at the time of recording this, you get a couple of thousand people standing on Parliament Lawns. You get old bogan-faced Jackie Lambie bitching and moaning to hell and high water. And then you've got the opposition party at the moment, led by Beck White, the Labor Party, who I'll get onto in a moment, Crying oh, foul. Yeah. <laughs> We've had two members of the current government step the aside. Liberal party. The Liberal Party. They, yeah, they've, they've resigned to become independents. They've become independents because uh, due to lack of transparency around the stadium. And essentially, oh, yeah. it's thrown up this into jeopardy. Now, now, look, we have always had a, a voice in our city. Obviously, not people really give a shit about it anymore. But 
this is the most frustrating thing. I realize we are two Tasmanians sitting in New South Wales right now talking <laughs> about it. We don't live in Tasmania yep. anymore, but we still have our hearts and heads in our home state. This is so frustrating because, again, I stand by the fact this is the biggest thing to ever happen to Tasmania. I understand why some people would be like, oh, money for this. You should be spending it on other things. This is a waste of money. All that kind of stuff. I can understand the logics behind it. But this is literally being given something that will create such an imprint for our state on a national level, never before seen. Whether you like sport or not, the impact this will have on our state is so goddamn massive beyond one piece of infrastructure that, yes, will cost a lot to begin with, but will pay itself off over the years and create something that the city has never before seen, and yet people still seem to be getting it. And I'm telling you right now, if this gets taken away from us because a bunch of whinging cunts, I will... (laughs) I don't know what I'll do. I will riot. I will I will burn down the Grant Chancellor. I have no idea. This is so beyond frustrating, Josh. And I love my state. <laughs> you're it you're has preaching issues. to the choir here. It has issues. I get we have issues in Tasmania, but this is one of our biggest issues is that we can never, ever move forward by progressing and trying new things. So I've got my rant over and done with. Let's start the conversation. Hit me with some stuff, Josh. I said the C word and I'm glad I did. <laughs> Oh, mate, you say as many times as you want because that's what they are. Cunt, 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 cunt. So you you think about any form of progression that – so, and this is coming from a conservative. I'm a political conservative. Progression is a good thing. Hobart needs it. Like, And there was one thing, like, how many times have we heard about a cable car from Hobart up to the top of Mount Wellington? Wouldn't that be an amazing – tourist attraction it would wouldn't be. that bring so much money because that would have been owned by the council by hobart city council and that would have brought money into everything right, right? so this is where it is all coming to the the main there's two main arguments apparently there's a private hospital private hospital shutting down and that's what that's up in um, the states north i believe and there is the issue of affordable housing let me just stop on the affordable housing thing right now. The waterfront is not affordable real estate. You cannot build social housing on prime real estate. doesn't work, screws the economy, and the people who end up buying it will become slumlords. Is that what you want in Tasmania? No. The jobs that will be created by having a stadium, not just the contractors, not just the tradies, but think about everything else that comes to it. You're going to have that many more people working in the city on the waterfront, the takeaways, the food services, public transport, all of that's going to get used quite a heavy, heavily amount. Metro um, buses, they're going to make a mint. They're going to be able to do whatever. Might be able what to improve had. their services for one. Exactly. All of this is going to improve the infrastructure of Tasmania. One massive thing will improve everything, including roads. There'll be more car parks. There'll be a lot more things for the youth to do. Crime rate will drop. I can guarantee you that. Now, people brought up another thing when it comes to housing and real estate, the current economic time. Okay, yes, Australia is currently battling a recession model at the moment. We're not in one, but we're battling one. Yes, interest rates are higher. However, what happened in 2008 that you're probably forgetting about? Mm. The GFC. Mm -hmm. What happened in the GFC? People lost their homes, mainly in the United States, but Australia got hit pretty hard too. But what else happened in 2008? Bitcoin went from being worth crap all to 
$1,000 per Bitcoin. Now it's worth about $30,000 per Bitcoin. We're going to see that resurgence again with a cryptocurrency or another alternate currency or something that we don't know about yet. That will happen. It is bound to. That's what happens in cycles. The interest rates are slowing down, sort of, when the Reserve Bank decides to jump off a bridge and actually do what they've been told to do by the federal government. The fact that Albanese came out and said, we're going to give you a crap load of money to a private entity which is owned by the Tasmanian state government, which owns places like to do an entertainment center and Bell Revival. Why are you whinging? The federal government's giving that money. Where else would that money be going if it wasn't going to Tasmania? Ukraine. So you people who are whinging about it, come up with an actual argument against having it. If you have an actual argument, I'm happy to sit and listen to you, but you know, you just want to sit there and whinge and moan like you do about everything in Tasmania. Sorry, Ben. It's it's no, it's fine, Josh. I'm loving the passion. I just I'm missing the C word. I think other <laughs> things too to point out, which is I'm going to get to some other things around this, but the yeah. biggest the the the, the, the couple of things here. I'm no political smart person i'm no economist i'm no any of this sort of stuff but like generally how budgets work people all right is that the government has money that they can put out to different parts of the community right and projects and things like that so it's not like the government just has you've got a billion dollars you can only spend it on the stadium that's it now also the government isn't paying for the whole thing they're paying what like 300 400 million dollars whatever it is through two, I've, I've actually got, I've got the information here. I think it's 200, 200 million. So, you know, that's not money that like if, if they all of a sudden had that money that then this stadium didn't go through, it's not like then they just go, okay, we'll just put that and build some houses. Like that's probably a budget for the sport and infrastructure part of the state budget, right? So like there's other parts that they would use that for. We saw this famously many years ago. I think it was the Abbott government at the time committed to redoing Cadbury and delivering, I don't know how many millions of dollars it was, never ended up happening. So then it was like, well, we've got this extra money that we're going to give Tasmania. It's not like they just went, okay, let's go build a hospital. Like that was then stuck in that section of the budget that then had to be distributed to something else tourism related or whatever the hell that portfolio comes under, right? So that's that section of it. Yeah, and that's because there's legislation stopping the the federal government and the state government from giving funds to private entities without proving that they are beneficial to the community. That that there is reasons for that. And yeah, it's a great point you make about affordable housing on the waterfront. And maybe the argument is, well, okay, well, you build affordable housing somewhere else. Now, again, not to take away from people's livelihood of, yes, we all need a house, we all need affordable housing. But in the current market, you don't just build some houses and go put some people in it and go, cool, that's affordable. I'm sorry, again, no economists, no financial experts, so correct me if I'm wrong or other people are wrong. I can guarantee you a shiny brand new stadium is going to bring in more profit for the state than a couple of bogans living out of Gagebrook who won't pay their rent on fucking time. Now, also on top of that, the, yeah. ar- the main argument is, oh, we've, got a, we've already got a stadium in Hobart. We've got a stadium in Launceston. Okay, well, starters, $65 million is going to upgrade York Park in Launceston. Great. It's going to take a whole lot more than $65 million to upgrade the most overrated piece of shit AFL stadium in this country. I'm sorry. Go watch football at that ground. It is terrible. It is in a shithole part of the city, a shithole part of the state. It might have a great surface, but that doesn't stop. It is a terrible viewing experience. But they're giving some money. Great. Bell Revival, the argument. Oh, you can just upgrade that. Again, to anybody Mm, who is listening to this right now, 
tell me or any other person the experience of going to Bell Reve Oval to watch a game of football, a game of cricket, or anything along those lines. Since they upgraded that stadium to fit 20-odd thousand people, fantastic. You take away half the fucking parking. The transportation there is terrible. The bottleneck nature of the Tasman Bridge, the Bowen Bridge, if you're coming from Sorrell, anywhere else, is woeful. Oh, but we've added ferries. Cool, you've added two ferries to take a couple hundred people that always runs late and never gets you there on fucking time. That is a nightmare to get to and from. And then you've got every Cheryl, every Robin, every Gerald, every Sam who fucking lives around that stadium and bitches and fucking mates, oh, we don't like the sound. Well, don't fucking live there. Fucking move. Piss off. And secondly, exactly. where else are you going to build on that damn stadium? It is so tightly confined within that area at Bell Reeve that... All of a sudden, you're going to get the environment. Like, they didn't want them to build the stand there in the first place. Oh, you're encroaching on our park. Oh, it's environmental. Well, <laughs> fucking good luck with them trying to build an extra bit. Then you want to get rid of the hill. I think get rid of the hill. It's outdated. Oh, no, that's traditional. Don't get rid of the hill. Then you're just stuck at fucking square one. You remember the lights oh, when they upgraded exactly. those? That took 10 years to get fucking lights put in the goddamn stadium. The point is... You can't win either way. This stadium no. is in such a perfect location. Anybody, as I went back to my point, who particularly in the States has been to any city in America where there is a arena of, of interest, whether it be a, a baseball, a hockey, a basketball, a football stadium, if they are downtown in that prime location, it is perfect. I've been living in Sydney now for seven months. I have never been, like, I'm always a Melbourne boy over Sydney. And, you know, there are... Pros and cons yeah. of both cities. My biggest issue as a sports fan in this city is that I always have to work out where the fuck the game is, right? If it's at Allianz or the SCG, more park, fantastic. If it's out at fucking Parramatta, I go to Combank, great. Homebush, they're all in different fucking directions. God help me if I've got to go down to fucking Campbelltown, never doing that again. Whereas at least <laughs> Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne, you have like the precinct of the Docklands, Marvel, you've whatever. You've got two areas, right? Docklands, which is right on the waterfront in a great little area where there's shops, there's, there's restaurants. It's right on the train station, so it's right there. And then you've got the Marvel that is the MCG, which is a 10-minute walk from Federation Square. And right next door to that, what have you got? Amy Park. What's next door to that? The Tennis Centre. Everything is perfect. Even Formula One time, Grand Prix, 10 minutes on the tram, you're there. It's so easily to navigate, and this is the beauty of where this stadium will be. Now, look, okay, we're preaching to the choir here. We're passionate about this. We want this to happen, all that sort of stuff. But it's just, it is just such a Tasmanian thing that all of a sudden then we get ripped into by the mainland media to look down on us. And, look, I'm a fan of Eddie Maguire, no matter what you say, but if him to sit out and basically even people who hate Eddie Maguire to watch Eddie Maguire and go, yeah, Eddie's right. Like, <laughs> suck it up and take it on. Like, it's just... And I will say this too, my second round of the evening, I have always been a Labor voter. I have been a former member of the Labor Party. I worked for the Labor Party. I, I have been a lifelong Labor supporter. And this is a show that I guess we technically never were meant to, you know, admit our political allegiances, but I'm sure we did over the years. This is the one time that if I was in Tasmania right now and I was a Tasmanian resident and they called an election tomorrow, I would not vote for Labor. I like Beck White. She has been a good friend to this show and I think she is a, a, a potential premier of the state. But for her to come out and say that if there was to be an early election and she would ride on the ticket of I win no stadium, and fair enough, she's got to do it. She's the opposition. I understand her points behind it. But I think but she's... But why does she have to oppose it though? Why? 
I, I guarantee you she's one of these people and anybody in the Labor Party who's uh, opposed to it, if this goes ahead and in five years' time, they're going to be sitting in that stadium watching a game. And I think they should be oh, barred from the stadium. And Jeremy Rockcliffe, been on this show a couple, I think it's only on once. Um, I cannot commend him anymore and Peter Gutman before him for what they have done for this AFL team mm. and for this state. And that is the first time in my life that I've publicly on record said I would vote for Liberal over Labor. Do you know who really pissed me off the other day? Tell me, Josh. That was Bartlett. Bartlett. What did Bartlett David. do? Was that his comment what? on our thing? Or? Yes. When he goes, <laughs> I was getting well, to no, that, no, but no. right? Yeah, I was like, well, I don't under- don't you understand political satire? I'm like, yes, but satire is based on truth, David. I Look, I, I'll get to the, the Olympic stuff in a minute because it was a bit of fun. But um, it's just frustrating because this unity that you heard Gil talk about, which is true, I will admit, there has been a level of unity from the north and south that has been rarely seen. Honestly, not seen Launceston complain too much about the fact that they're only going to get four games and good for them. That's, they're, they're, that's, yeah, I think because secretly everyone hates Hawthorne. Well, who doesn't fucking hate Hawthorne? And whatever. The captain Hawthorne saying, oh, I'm not moving to Tasmania. Well, don't. We don't <laughs> want you. <laughs> we want our money back that we bloody gave you and all that sort of stuff over the years. Uh. But it's just, it's a shame. But like, as you heard Gil say in that binding agreement, and Jeremy Rockliffe has basically come out and said binding agreement. Like, I mean... And as people have said, Eddie, Eddie McGuire said this, Carolyn Wilson said, all these people have said it. Like, if this got retracted, if this went, if this failed and they pulled out, this would this would be the death of anything in Tasmania. This would be, like, you couldn't do it. I mean, the fact that we got Mona built and served out there and that's been running now for, what, 11, 12 years is the biggest, most bewildering thing I've ever seen in my life happen in Tasmania because that has changed our state. I, I don't know. I mean, you've been living in New South Wales a lot longer than I have been, but the amount of people now that when you say you're from Tasmania, will say, oh, my God, I love it there. I want to go there. I visited there. Yep. I love it. All Whereas the time. 10, 15 years ago, they would laugh at you. They would scoff at you. Ugh, Tasmania, why would I go there? Shit. I, mind you, I still get the, oh, two-head joke. Like, oh, but that's rare. It's so rare compared to what you used to be able to get it, but it's just it's frustrating. Yeah. I want it like we shared a bit, so the obviously Hobart Olympic – I had to share a, a post on our page. It was very dominant. We, we don't really do anything with it anymore. But, um, but speaking of Beck White, so we had a a rally on the Salamanca lawns. Mm. And we got like four people show up. It was great. Um, yeah, this was just before I got back from my mission too. So that's why I'm not in Yeah, no, it wasn't too long. Yeah, it was mid-2011. Um, yeah. And two politicians showed up on that day to show their support for it. Elise Archer and Beck White. Mm-hmm. Now, we shared the photo of Beck White standing in front of the thumbs up. And so mm-hmm. I shared the post basically saying, for starters, hey, we wanted a waterfront <laughs> stadium fucking like 13 years ago. Steal our idea. And yeah. second of all, Beck White supports it. Now, okay, like let's let's just double back. It's on a bit tongue in cheek. A bit tongue in cheek on the outside. We've always admitted with the Hobart Olympic bid that it was satire. It was a yes. bit of a joke that went too far. Did we get caught up in that level of it going too far? A hundred percent we did. But on the flip side of that, as I got into a lovely little debate with somebody on Twitter, the grand overall theme of what we were trying to achieve was putting Hobart and Tasmania on the map, getting attention that would lead to bigger and better things coming to you. Hence why we switched focus to a realistic prospect, which I still a hundred percent believe we could do a youth Olympics. Now, but did we, did we, did we also got some traction uh, was it a year ago, a year or two ago, about having the uh, Commonwealth Games. Oh, uh, that was 
Yeah, there I was think... a little bit of traction there, but we've also got these other things. You've got the uh, the Invictus games that could end up happening. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's other like, things. There's that options. Happen. There's but, options. But, but, but get this brand new stadium. It would it would put you out there a little bit more. I think hmm. what what came from this whole post that I put on Facebook, which a lot of people went a bit viral on Facebook. A lot of people shared it. And and going back to your point about Mr. Bartlett, very good friend of the show, David Bartlett, former premier of the show. Now. <laughs> I, can I just point out, I love the fact that people comment, you know, it's made it when John X has shared it. Um, you said it. Rhiannon, <laughs> my friend Rhiannon. Oh, John X shared it. That's fucking made it. Fucking John X. Now, I'm, no disrespect to the great John X, good friend of the show as well, but I was a little bit more excited that David Foster, the man who the stadium was named after, and Tom Wolf, Aria and Golden Guitar winning country singer, shared it. But um, so John uh, X didn't Booney he shared it too, didn't uh, he? Ah, Booney, who he, he's too drunk to realise what he did. But um, <laughs> so David Butler commented on John X sharing it, which David Butler said, "You do know that the Hobart 2020 Olympic bid was satire, don't you? That premiers, ex premiers, politicians, all of course played along with the fabulous Ben, thank you, and crew on Edge Radio for a laugh." Now. Again, we, we we weren't that dumb, David. We understood that. But like the thing that amazed me, and this is going back to my comments on the Labor Party is they're, they're getting a little bit snippy about this because then I had <laughs> Dean Winter, good friend of the show, now an MP, yep. former mayor of Kingborough. He got a little bit snappy at me on Twitter. And then because I had people back and forth thing, and I'm like, you know the original purpose of this tweet, right, is kind of backing up my point, which you guys are getting a little bit serious about. And again, I get it. Teams support it, all this sort of stuff. But it's just, it's just this is where it's frustrating because – I know that Beck White supports the team. I know David Bartlett supports the team. Someone like David O'Byrne, who is a mad footy fan, I know they support the team. And I get you've got to stick with your crew and support the numbers and that. I really hope when they put this to a vote, by the time people are listening to this, Parliament's gone back to session, this has all probably been and gone. But, like, there was rumours of cross, crossing the floor from Labor members, all this stuff. Like, it's just... It's just frustrating. It's just I'm, I'm rambling, I'm ranting, and raving. I'm frustrated, no, Josh. But I'm but frustrated. that's also if it go if it if it goes to party line votes. What if if it doesn't go to uh, no sorry wrong wrong terminology? If that goes to conscious votes, this is something that potentially might be taken away from the conscious vote where they have to vote along the party lines. They've they've basically Rockcliffe has put it up as a uh, project of state significance. So essentially, what will have to happen with the budget? And again, we're recording this before this is all happening. We're recording this on the Monday evening. Parliament goes back tomorrow by the time you're listening to this, this will be Sunday. So obviously by the time you're listening to this, a lot of this will have already been sorted. So they have to put it to the, the floor of the lower house to pass it because mm. obviously it's a budget state significance. Now it will pass the lower house because the two members who have uh, become independent have basically said they're going to support it now. And even if they didn't, Liberals, what, got 11? So uh, I think they've just got a, what, a slim majority sort of there. Um, I'm actually surprised that Tasmania has a Liberal majority at the moment. Well, we didn't. We did, yeah. Well, it's it's very it's on it's on on a nice edge. The issue is going to be the upper house because you've got obviously uh, fifteen members in the upper house, four are Labor, four are Liberal, seven are Independents. Now they need, I believe, to get uh, eight out of fifteen, obviously, to pass it. So uh, can, can, can I just ask a question? You may, Josh. You definitely. Out of those independent, so you you said this. How many? How many liberal? How many labor? Four and in four, the upper right? house. There are four and four and seven independents. Okay, are they actual independents or are they other parties? Uh, I believe they are actual independents in the upper house. Wow, where are the greens? 
uh, smoking weed. I have no idea. Like Exactly. This is the thing, though. This is something that I would expect a, a massive issue to come from the Greens because they are against sporting grounds in general. They're green. I don't know why. They've fucking got grass uh, on Here's them. another thing. <laughs> so so during the last local government election down here, like, as you were, I, I was a candidate in that, the, there was a Labor candidate who ended up being, being successful because, of course, par- party politics and local government shouldn't be allowed. But anyway, uh, I have on, on good authority uh, that she said during a, a polling place visit that if it was up to her, there would be – they would close all of the sporting fields to create either housing or green areas such as environmental areas. I don't understand that, but okay. Um, I, there's also a, a one that's been floating around actually, which I was unaware of. Uh, Labor in, I don't know if it was the last election or the election previously, proposed a uh, like a 15,000 seat rectangular stadium for Hobart uh if they had one election so i uh, don't see why that. a rectangular one i feel like soccer and rugby and those sort of things to kind of at the time we were sort of the a-league bid with games that don't really played yeah, i mean yeah there was a big push for the a-league team in the last expansion sort of about five or so years ago but um i think yeah like it's i don't it's a binding agreement and i think there's going to be a lot of you know back and forth of this i, I it's just it's got that potential to really kind of just fuck up and just whatever but negatives mm. aside josh a couple of things we're gonna we're gonna come back soon uh in this episode uh obviously a few other things to get to we're gonna sing about this uh, i think this will be the first time we're gonna have the same topic for all three songs but maybe we can uh turn around and if you want to see some great comments go to the hobart 2020 olympics facebook page which still exists see the comments mm. uh on there it's uh, a, a lot of fun and while we're talking about the facebook groups it's just an interesting thing i know we're trying to finish this up but the no afl stadium for tasmania facebook group has 2800 members whereas the yes to a tasmanian uh afl stadium is 7900 at the current time i i I honestly think like i i've definitely seen the vocal people who are against it but honestly i think it's more of a louder group on the other side of it and I yeah. think, uh, you know, I think that the key thing that also people keep pointing out to Adelaide and Perth are two classic examples of cities that were against stadiums and look how they've turned out. I I did a tour of Opera Stadium when I went to Perth a few years back. It is a gorgeous stadium and it has done nothing but wonders for Perth. And many, many years ago when I went to Adelaide, I saw a football game at the then football park, which was way out in the fucking buttfuck suburbs of, of Adelaide. Now the Adelaide Oval, which is smack bang right there next to it, has done absolute wonders. They just had gather round. Like, I mean, they just had so many good things. And both Adelaide and Mm. Perth have come out shining, singing the praises, even here in Sydney. So there was obviously a lot of controversy around them knocking down the old Sydney football stadium and building a brand new one on top of it. I was literally there today recording for my day job. It is a gorgeous stadium. I went to the old one years ago. It was fine. But this is a Mm. stunning, gorgeous one. And then even you've got to think of, proponents to an olympics you, you you know oh homebush it's a white elephant oh this i mean it is a precinct of the city which is yeah it's a bit far out but like it's still an area which gets used so much and yeah before they built that stadium for the olympics sydney didn't have a major stadium the mcg was it in australia yeah. really well you, you think about it out of all the other countries that have had olympics the infrastructure they put in place for that, a lot of those places are in ruin. Oh, they're not Rio, being used. A classic for- example of that, Josh. Yeah. It's, it's it's so many of these. But like in Sydney, we're we're paid off the debt. We're we're you know the 
New South Wales and Australia paid off the debt for Sydney and it's, it's a profitable Olympics. I mean, there's a whole other kettle of fish about the profits and the negatives of, of Olympic Games. That's a whole other kettle of fish. But one thing I want to close out on, though, we've gone for a little bit. We've got passion. I've said cunt a few times. Um, <laughs> I wish we were here to just simply talk about the name and the song and all that sort of stuff. Now, it will be the Devils. Obviously, there was a bit of an issue around you, you, the water. You reckon, I, I, I reckon there, there, there are a lot of other options that might come the, in. The, I, the issue with the Devils, though, Josh, yeah. is that they trademarked this years ago when we had this unity ticket when we started this bid in about 2018, 2019. Part of that unity mm. was that we will trademark the Devils. We will be the Devils. Now, they the AFL mm. actually legitimately trademarked it and a large portion of sporting fans in Australia, or Tasmania, we would be synonymous with the term Devils as a basketball team. Grew up, Hobart, Tassie Devils in the NBL. Yeah. When we got the Jack Jumpers, a reason why we didn't sort of fight for the Devils name because that would have been the traditional thing to do is because we kind of all accepted, oh, okay, the AFL team will have that. And I think yeah. on a more national level stage, we'll get it. And I, I mean, I have to stand by Jeremy Rockcliffe when he basically said, Hey, whether or not Warner Brothers gives us permission or not, we're going to fucking use it. The, but the, Warner Brothers have. The, yeah, the Warner Brothers have there, been very have. polite with it. The yeah. one I wanted to play, though, for you, a bit of a laugh, and I'm sure you saw this. Now, um, we talked before about uh, many different radio stations, our rivals, former rivals, changing a thousand different hosts. Now, the current iteration of fucking, what do they call this week? Hit 100.9, or they used to be Triple T, then CFM, and now they're whatever they are. They had a yeah. bit of a push recently for the terminology or the, the mascot to be the Tassie Turbo Chooks, which I thought were native hens. I didn't realize they were actually called Turbo. You know what I'm talking about? Little, yeah, those little weird things down the park. Yeah, so like if you went around like Risden Cove towards the prison and you'd kind yeah. of always seen fucking But they are all around Timwood Park in yeah. New Norfolk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, out the swamp areas. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so obviously called it. So there was a big push to be called the Turbo Chooks, which, you know, a bit bogan, but it's Tassie. It would make sense. There was yeah. a comedian, a Tassie comedian by the name of Dan Taylor, who is really pushing this hard to be a thing. Now, he penned a song that would be our song as we ran out onto the field, you know, Macquarie Point Stadium, 23,000 people, day yeah. one. It's not going to be like, oh, we're from Tassie land, a fighting fury, we're from Tassie. Not that. This is, you want to hear it? This is his song now. And I'm not giving any yeah, fucking credit to the radio station. Fuck them. This is Dan Taylor, and this is his song. And, Josh, I think you're going to have a bit of a laugh of it. This is great. Team Devils, but I mean that's a backup option. That's brilliant. And Dan oh, Taylor, what a fantastic jam. job! That is amazing. I oh. love every second of that. Although I'm saying right now, Devils, can we not get it to the chicken feed theme? All you need oh. is a Tassie Devils, because a little ball <laughs> yes. goes a long, long way. Kick a goal! Like, come on! <laughs> that no, that is the chant. That is the chant on the Iconic. fifty meter bloody penalty. That is oh. 
This, this is the exciting thing, though, that we're going to look yeah. forward to, is that you, you you get a Guernsey, you become an inaugural member. Like, if I'm living overseas at that time, which I hopefully, 2028, I will fly back for that first game. I, I don't care. I will miss it. I will oh, not miss no, it. No, I'm, I'm the same as you, mate. We're, like, in all... Definitely join like the day one when the oh, memberships come up. Did it with the Jack Jumpers as soon as they announced it. I, I'm an inaugural proudest punch. I, I missed out in the Hurricanes for like a year, but like you know, I'm still a, a member there. But like, and I think the yeah. thing is too is that you're a proud Richmond man. I'm a proud Cult man. That will never leave us. We will have two teams. It's just like I do in the NHL and the NBA. I have two teams. Uh it's yeah. it's a thing. Well, we'll see. My my son was actually asking me this. Like, if Tasmania gets a team, who are you going to go for? I'm like, look, Daddy, Richmond all the way. I grew yep. up with them. Hundred percent. However. Tasmania is home. That is like, regardless of where I'm living now, Tasmania is home. Every time I talk to my mum and dad, how's things down home? It's home. That's yeah. it. That, that's all I can say. It's my home team. And I think that's the thing that most Tasmanians will have because like of all the sporting teams that I go for, if I had to rank what is the most important sporting team that I live with, it's going to be Carlton, Carlton and Ferrari. They're like my two teams. Like that is pride and like, so much family history with that team that I'm not just going to go, oh, well, thanks, Carlton. Uh, over to you, Tassie. Like, I could never do that. Like, they are my so, team. So, I know it won't happen first season, but if it ended up being a Carlton oh. uh, Tasmanian grand Mate, at this right, Tassie are going to be premiers before Carlton, trust me. Uh. <laughs> no, no, no. no but, but I'm saying... Oh, but, don't. Uh, I don't do, know. Do you know... To be honest, I reckon someone can make a bit of money, AFL. And I'm, you come and you can give me some royalties for this. They could make jerseys that are half and half. Like oh, your, you can your do that. Uh, I've, I've looked yeah. into that for like my hockey and basketball teams. Look, I think it's kind of one of the things that like I know, say like in the NHL, the NBA, like literally the Raptors and the Bulls played each other in a play and the Ducks and the Flames used to play each other in the playoffs. If I had to like point a gun to me, I'm going to choose the Flames. I'm going to choose the Raptors. Like, pointing gun at me, but I still love the other teams. If it was Carlton Tassie in a grand final, honestly, probably Carlton. Probably. <laughs> no, and that's no disrespect to Tassie, but it's, but it's that's you my would life. Still, but but you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be upset. Oh, shit, no. Absolutely not. It's if a win-win either way. Won. Like, no, yeah, no. I, I don't doubt. I mean, you've obviously, I mean, I remember I was alive for two premierships, one when I was like nine months old, and then I do remember seeing Carlton win a premiership when I was eight. But like, You've obviously had that recent love of Richmond, but I'm sure deep oh. down, if it was Richmond, Tassie, you'd probably also choose Richmond because that's just what you've known. Like, that's- yeah, but well, that's the thing that it is what I know. I mean, I I still remember, like, because I didn't have a premiership growing up at all. It yeah. was I was an adult. This is like like four or five years ago when Richmond won their first grand final since the eighties. Exactly. I'm like. I was like, this is just an amazing feeling. Like I wasn't there. I was sitting, I was watching it on my computer screen because that's the only way I could have watched it that day. But I just, I was sitting there with my, my then infant son going, I just can't believe this happened. 35 this years. Is amazing. I think if we don't win one by 2030, it'll be the same amount. Can you believe that? That's that long between 1995. That's just wrong. Um, okay, no, no, no. Here's something for you, right? So we now are in a group of like adults. There are adults who weren't alive for 9-11. Oh, I was having a conversation with one of the girls at my work. We were talking about. She was born in the year two thousand and two, and I'm sure like, "Fuck!" So you weren't alive for nine eleven. Yeah, I I had that exact same conversation on Friday night. That's like, yeah. Um, so, so do you understand what happened? Like a, a plane crashed into a building. Like, it's a lot more than that, mate. Yeah, we're old. Um, this has been a great debate. You're going to come back very shortly. We're going to sing. Until debate. then, <laughs> I was uh, in a debate. You know what I mean. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> We're going to come back and do some more very shortly with our next bit, and Josh will be back soon. 
It is that time of the show to do this. to go with that um is there a law in canada that how long i meant to play it yeah it's just it's not allowed past the second round of the playoffs that's the only law <laughs> right okay because joining us in line is simon with i'm um, not scott colin hilding it's the only canadian that would show up to talk to me today um, <laughs> we're not meant to be interviewing an olympian right now instead decided to do a brief segment uh hello colin welcome back to the show uh how are the toronto maple leafs tears uh, the, they're dried up by now. Uh, it's probably turned to smiles and enthusiasm because they're being beaten by the team that's probably going to win the Stanley Cup if things continue. I mean, Florida knocks out the Leafs. The Leafs won a single game, and now Florida has basically gone, swept another team and might even go in the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, they are in the Stanley Cup Finals. Might even sweep in another team in the Stanley Cup Finals. It is the best possible scenario. It is what I hope for. Every single year when the Leafs lose, <laughs> the team that beats the Leafs wins the whole thing so that I don't have to feel bad that they lost in the first round or second round in this case. You are the only person I know who does that because I'm the opposite. We've talked about this before, <laughs> but I'm literally like, if whoever beats my team, fuck you. Um, <laughs> like in the AFL last year, Collingwood famously knocked out Carlton from the finals by one point and eliminated us. They got eliminated a week before the grand final by one point. I was very happy that day. I was like, <laughs> suck it, Collingwood. That's revenge. <laughs> um, but I mean, in all seriousness, you made it to the second round. Like, yeah. To the least fans, like, obviously you're disappointed, but I mean, you at least got out of the first round for the first time in nearly 20 years. So that's got to be something to celebrate. It's, it's progress. You wouldn't know based on how they've cleaned uh, the entire Leafs front office staff <laughs> following the best performance they've had in 20 years. Still, it's like, oh, everybody's got to go. Uh, I mean, it, it's unfortunate, but still, it's something that you can brag on. And it's funny because what I'm saying, you know, about the Florida Panthers right now, what I kind of hope for every single year, I saw multiple people commenting within the last 24 hours saying it's like, wow, Leafs don't really have to feel bad anymore. Like, look what Florida's doing. Although most people probably are more like you. I mean, my my nephew is the only person I know who's as diehard of a Leafs fan as I am. And I definitely made him that way. I manipulated him <laughs> and his his joy at antagonizing his own family, my my brother-in-law and my sister and you know my other nieces and nephews, that kind of led him to follow me and cheering for the Leafs. But uh, he must have lost a bet or something because he basically said, well, I lost a bet and I'm not happy about it. And he basically a status of him wearing a Florida Panthers shirt with the most miserable expression on his face. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to reply and be like, this is where you're supposed to be happy. Be upset after the second round. Don't be upset when they make the Stanley cup finals. And this is where, how old is he? He shouldn't be gambling. So Nin- um, 19. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he's, he's, he's legal age now. You do yeah, what you, you like. Be gambling now on everything. Gamble, gamble all the time, mate. You, you're good. But <laughs> have you bought a Florida Panthers shirt? Cause I know you like to go out and buy shirts oh, all the time. No. I mean, I've done that in past years. Uh, the, the Washington, I'm not wearing right now, the Washington Capitals shirt I own is because they knocked out the Leafs and I said, I'm buying one the next day. Uh, and I thought about doing that, but I'm like, oh, but you know what? They're probably not going to go all the way. <laughs> and lo and behold, they go all the way. I do remember though, back in the day, having a Florida Panther shirt. I think we bought it like used at a thrift store or something like that. Yeah, so anyway, once to upon a time, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, once upon a time, I definitely owned Florida merchandise and now it's going to explode. I I mean, I don't, I don't like Tampa Bay, obviously, but I don't mind the Panthers. They're kind of harmless. They're there. They exist. Um, I've yeah. driven past the arena and he's in the middle of fucking nowhere in Miami. Like it's literally not in the city. Because they, they don't play out of the same arena where the Heat play. And the Heat as well, uh, 
a game away from making the NBA final. So South Florida is doing very, very well right now. But mm. I obviously at the time of us recording this, the Golden Knights are about to play the Stars in game four. So if the Golden Knights win that, they will go through to the Stanley Cup finals. And of course, if you're listening to this and they lost and, you know, it, it, it should happen. But that way we would have two teams that have never won the Stanley Cup, which would basically be, you mentioned the Caps, that was 2017 or 2018, wasn't yeah. it? Because the Caps had never won it at that point. The Golden Knights were in their first season had obviously never won it. So I like it when you've got a, a season where you've got, as a neutral, two teams that have never won it before, Vegas or Florida. Mm-hmm. And, and who would you go for, Vegas or Florida? Oh, it'll be Florida. Uh, it would have been Florida even if they hadn't been the ones that knocked out the Leafs because I still remember the only other time they made the Stanley Cup finals back in the 90s. Yeah. And just the, the shock at the, that whole expansion era. That was their the, first season as Florida too, wasn't it? From they. I'm... No, I think they had, I think they were in their second or third at that point. Mm. Um, yeah, but but that expansion era from, um, what was it, like the San Jose Sharks, I think, were the first one, and then you had the Panthers, the Senators, Tampa Bay Lightning. Those teams, they you expect an expansion team to suck. And Florida being the first expansion team to actually make the Stanley Cup Finals, that was a big deal, and that was exciting. And it wouldn't really happen again until, what, Vegas a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle, Vegas, those teams are succeeding now. So expansion is very different now. Third third season, you were correct. They made it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Seattle, yeah, they're only their second season, and they made it to, what, the conference semis. So they, yeah. they did well there. I was, I was hoping for a Seattle-Vegas conference finals. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's always exciting kind of when you, you see that because Seattle in their first season didn't really do too well, but then all of a sudden they're like, boom, all right, we're in the uh, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm a Florida to Chuck. Like, you know, we got rid of him. I love I love this whole big thing like a year ago when Calgary was like, oh, no, we lost Johnny Gaudreau. We lost to Chuck and, like, we're going to lose it. So, oh, who do we trade with, Florida? Herbino or whatever his <laughs> name is? And he did nothing for us all season. Uh, and then to Chuck's gone and, like, done all this amazing stuff for uh, Florida, and I've already seen like all these Sportsnet and TSN articles basically saying like greatest trades ever in NHL history and why Florida have benefited from the Calgary Flames. I'm like, you're welcome. You, you know you know what I'm actually surprised about though is that people in Winnipeg haven't adopted Florida more throughout these playoffs because of his connection. Because I mean, Matthew Kachuk is, I don't know if he was born in Winnipeg, but I mean, his dad is one of the most famous Winnipeg Jets of all time. And he was kind of raised as the son of a Winnipeg Jet. So you think that Jets fans who want to attach themselves to whatever success they can get would be like, oh, Matthew Kachuk, he's basically one of ours. I mean, I'm just looking up here to see how long he actually did live in Winnipeg. Apparently he was Um, born in Arizona? What's going on there? Yeah. Uh, Well, his dad was playing there at the time. Um, I mean, his mom's native to Winnipeg. Yeah, he was raised here. His dad played here for many seasons. Uh, so come on, this is basically a Winnipeg or playing on Florida. So yeah. we were just talking about that off air about like teams that are 90% Canadian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which again, uh, you know, happy 30th anniversary of Canada winning a Stanley cup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We got Gary Bettman to thank for that. <laughs> what, like, I mean, you know, we talk a lot about the mood around Toronto and jokes aside, like how long it's been and obviously the pain that causes that franchise, but every year that Canada doesn't win a Stanley cup. Like, I mean, I was, there only for a year and obviously it was talked about but i mean this is like what what do you like I, do all seven teams just have to come together and just be like guys yeah. like just like i know that we all hate each other i know that we're all rivals but like we've got to do this like mm-hmm. this is this is embarrassing that we have not done this like, it would be like if when the blue jays won the world series that they you know divided it between them and montreal when they used to have a baseball team <laughs> and america hadn't won baseball in 30 years there'd be national inquiries everything mm-hmm. along those lines like what has to be done for Canada to break a drought? Because even I'm sitting here going like, God, even if Edmonton won, I think I'd almost be 
happy just to break the freaking duck. And, and I mean, everybody's gotten to the end and just hasn't won it, you know, or everybody except for Toronto and Winnipeg. Those are the only yeah, ones Winnipeg that right. You're right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Ottawa has been there multiple times. Vancouver has been there a couple of times. Um, Montreal, obviously they, they got very close in their last ones. Calgary. Yeah. Uh, Edmonton. Uh, but it's, it's finally taken the turn where it's, it's no, no longer just, we're going to knock the Leafs because it's been this long without Stanley cup. Now it's finally come around to, Hey, what about the rest of Canada? Like this is starting to look bad. This is our sport. I actually work with a guy who, if you knew him, you'd realize this isn't a stretch for him to believe this, but he 100% firmly believes that Gary Bettman himself either through some pact with the devil or like through the Illuminati has held back Canadians are like, it is impossible for a Canadian team to win. As long as Gary Bettman is running the NHL. Uh, there are people who honestly believe that. And then there's others who just like, okay, this is bad. Like, can somebody just do something already? Well, you got to look like there was that period in the two thousands going to when you say like, obviously all the, the teams made it. I think we had about three or four in a row where a Canadian mm-hmm. team. So Calgary lost in 2004, Edmonton in 2006, 2007 Ottawa, Ottawa. yeah. Vancouver lost in 2011. Then you'd have to fast forward, and it was, and but then in the last like since 20 since Vancouver lost, you've only had Montreal make it, which mm-hmm. a lot of people question that because obviously it was the bubble year. Yeah. Um, so I mean, taking that aside, it's you got to go all the way back to Vancouver, who choked miserably to to lose that. They should have won that. Um, but. Yeah, like it's been ridiculous in terms of just that level of just even making that. But I guess a couple of conference finals. I mean, Edmonton made a conference final last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Montreal, they, the Rangers made the Stanley Cup finals about 10 years Jets. ago against LA. Jets, Jets did it about five years ago. So it's not like they haven't done it. I think didn't mm-hmm. Ottawa, I'm pretty sure, like 2015, 2016. It was 2017 yeah. Ottawa made it. Uh, they did, yeah. That's when I, that's the year I got my Ottawa Senator shirt. <laughs> it's hard to believe that Ottawa were that close because that was a year that Anaheim also choked and we nearly had a rematch of the 20, 2007 Stanley Cup Finals because mm-hmm. both Ottawa and Anaheim went out in the conference finals. Memories. Um, but, yeah, God. But at the same time, like, here we are talking about new franchises winning Stanley Cups and, like, you know, Florida. and I don't dislike Dallas. I mean, Dallas, what, mm-hmm. 99 they won it? So... Sure, and I see Jamie Benn win a Stanley Cup. Connections to where I lived in Canada, so that would be cool. Um, so anyway, we'll we'll see how we go. Uh, I want to talk to you about a famous person that you're related to who sadly died. Uh, mm. Which I gotta say, Colin broke the news to me this way where we were talking about something. He's like, "Oh, he died, by the way." Uh, it's like, okay, um, rest in peace to your uncle. Uh, tell us who your famous uncle is and tell us about him dying. It's not Tina Turner, by the way. It's not Tina Turner. No, he's Tina Turner is not my famous uncle. No, <laughs> but, uh, there's, uh, I guess going back prior to my uncle, my, he's my uncle by marriage. My mom's sister had dated, uh, Backman Turner overdrive is a band that most people know the song taking care of business. Ain't seen nothing yet. From Mighty Ducks movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, they are like huge, not just in Canada, but even even outside of Canada throughout the 70s and everything. And uh, it was the older brother, Randy, was kind of like the front man. And he had been in a, another band, the Guess Who, who were very popular during the 60s. And uh, when he left the Guess Who, he formed, originally it was a band called Brave Belt. And my uncle kind of joined Brave Belt when he had finished high school. I mean, he was with my aunt at that point. He finished high school. And Brave Belt didn't really go anywhere. And somebody said, you should be capitalizing on the Backman name. So call it Backman Turner Overdrive, partly because three of the four members of the band were Backman brothers. So they became Backman Turner Overdrive and they exploded. I mean, this was all before my time and everything. I mean, my mom was still like a kid or a teenager during this, but uh, 
basically even throughout the you know, the 80s as I was growing up, as far back as I can remember, you know, I, I just knew, oh, my uncle is played on the radio sometimes, you know, <laughs> my <laughs> uncle has this song, you know, people, people know who my uncle is. I mean, they lived in Winnipeg, you know, uh, until I was, I don't know, maybe five or six years old, moved out to BC. Uh, but, you know, even though he was an uncle by marriage and everything, and, you know, I haven't had as much communication with him outside of being Facebook friends with him, you know, over the last, uh, I guess, majority of my adult life, I always had fond memories of him, you know, growing up. He was kind of like the fun uncle, you know, and wasn't he what, ever? This <laughs> is a fun uncle, yes. Uh, but but uh, but it was funny because you know I I don't really talk about him much. You know, I communicate with my cousins every once in a while. I've seen my aunt. My aunt was out here, you know, a couple times in the last couple of years. They're no longer married. Uh, but when he when I found out he was just basically on his deathbed, I'm I'm very sad about it. I started remembering all these like great memories of him growing up, which. It's funny, some of my great memories I can actually see now as an adult, like connecting the dots. Uh, the first one, which I'll, I'll uh, tell here, was um, basically they obviously had money. He was out of the BTO band at this point. When they're still living in Winnipeg, they had uh, uh, had Thanksgiving dinner at their house or whatever. And I have no memory of this. I have vague recollection of their house, but not Thanksgiving dinner. But this is when video cameras were brand new. And I guess he had went out and he got a video camera and he was really excited by it. And he set it up and he recorded while everybody was eating dinner. And my mom just told the story that like, they got home and my dad was doing nothing but like fuming and venting. It's like, who sets up a video camera to watch people eat? It's just weird, it's weird. She's like, <laughs> it's a new toy, he's excited by it. That's kind of, my uncle was like very into toys and stuff like that. Oh, wasn't he uh, ever. He was, <laughs> but he was a big Star Wars fan. And that was the other thing that, you know, I remember growing up is like, you know, half the stuff I know about Star Wars kind of came from him. Uh, and then uh, he, they came out here. You know, my, my dad died when I was eight. Um, and then they came out for the funeral and stayed with us. And I remember us going to uh, the big annual festival here was the Red River X. And um, when we were, he took us to the X, you know, I don't know, a couple of days after the funeral. And I'm looking and there's like a toy bow and arrow. And it was a toy that I'd been like waiting for, for like, I don't know, a, a year. And I kept asking my parents, can I have a toy bow and arrow? And they're like, oh, maybe for Christmas. And then, oh, maybe for your birthday. It never happened. I just want to mention, oh, that's a toy bow and arrow. And I wasn't like, okay, this is my uncle who has money or anything. <laughs> I was just, oh yeah, my parents said that I have it one day. Huh, interesting. Stay here for a second. He walks in, he comes out, here you go. And he just <laughs> gives me a toy bow and arrow. So I come home and I never thought anything about this, but then we went out to visit them in BC uh, a couple months later. And I, I started remembering and I'm telling my wife all these stories about when we were out in BC. And all these things where it's like, oh, you know, uh, I want to go see this movie. And my mom like, no, 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 you're not going to see that. And then another thing where we, he went, took a shopping and uh, I, you know, it, it was like, oh, there's two things. I don't know what to buy. And one of them was actually a guitar book. Like I was learning guitar at this point of him, of course, a guitar player and musician. He was encouraging me to do that. I'm like my uncle a couple months ago would have just bought it for me. But suddenly he's like, okay, why don't you just buy this and the other thing i have i'll borrow it to you so like what do you want to bet my mom had a conversation don't go buying the kids stuff. <laughs> like, now i look back on the entire second trip we had out to bc and all these things where he was very very nice uncle very fun uncle but suddenly oh kids maybe you should ask your mom about that because he definitely got in trouble after the first bow and arrow yeah probably and you because i remember you saying when i discovered this when you let it slip on an interview we an episode we did years ago on the old network that you hung out at his house and you saw like awards and stuff like what juno oh, did, yeah. you, did he have grammys i don't know if they bto won grammys I, or i don't know if it was a grammy there were definitely junos but um when we stayed with them uh he had an office which had like a fold-out couch in there and basically that was 
his office slash spare room. And that's where my mom stayed. So we'd go in there all the time to play or, you know, if my mom needed to give us money or something like that. Your uncle's not giving you money. I'm giving you money. And yeah, the entire wall was just lined with like gold records, platinum albums, awards. And I think I was just at the age where I'm getting the idea. Oh, I guess this is kind of a big deal. And I look back now, I'm like, like, what would I do now if I was standing in front of a gold record or a platinum album or a Juno award? And at the time, I'm just like, that's a trophy. Where did you win that trophy? <laughs> Were you in judo, karate? What was that? I 30, just didn't understand 30 it. 30 million albums they have apparently sold, BTO. Yeah. So how many have you sold, Colin? I'm, uh, are we working on our first? We talked about Don't putting a band people. together, didn't we? <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the one uh, interesting thing, and again, something that we had no uh, knowledge of at the time was... They, they went on the road during the 80s when he rejoined the band during the 80s. And um, uh, they went on tour first with I think, Van Halen and then after that with uh, Bon Jovi. And I think it was on the tour with Bon Jovi where they would send us birthday greetings on cassette. <laughs> like we'd get a cassette in the mail and be like, hey, happy birthday, Colin, happy birthday. And my brother and sister and my sister got one. And it was when they were on tour. And it's basically like my aunt and my cousins backstage and my uncle. And then all of a sudden there's audio of like, them playing on stage and stuff. And then when they come back, you're hearing like living on a prayer in the background. Wow. So I remember my sister getting into Bon Jovi and knowing the song it was in the background. So That's yeah, cool. we got some cool things, but but it's not like we ever were like, oh, this is our famous uncle. Outside of like anytime there was a wedding, anytime there was a family wedding, they'd play BTO. And have you seen that Kevin uh, Bacon meme with Footloose? Uh, uh, go on. Uh... <laughs> they're, they're, so there's this meme of Kevin Bacon where uh, he's on a talk show and he's talking about, you know, people playing footloose he goes anytime i'm at like a wedding you know that song plays and i just see everyone in the room sort of looking at me like uh uh and then he's like don't play that song the bride's gonna be mad at me and then there's a bride just glaring at him that was basically any family wedding would be like the song would play and my uncle would be like all right uh <laughs> well that was i think i I'd, I'd never seen the kevin bacon one but i remember there was like one that went around of like john bon jovi at a wedding and basically they mm. started playing like, I don't think it was living on a prayer. It was like always, or, you know, some romantic Bon Jovi song. And he was just yeah. awkwardly like, going, Oh, I guess I could get up and <laughs> sing it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> sure. Not like you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's a similar thing. I, I don't know if I was talking to you about this or somebody else recently where a uh, famous comedian in this country, Scottish guy called Danny boy. We had him on the show many, many years ago. And um, I remember him telling the story about how, like, he kind of hates going to dinners with people because everybody's like, you're a comedian, you're going to be funny. And he's like, dude, yeah. I just want to eat my dinner. Like, I don't want to yeah. have to be on all the time. Like, can I just have a conversation with you? Like, don't expect me to be funny all the time. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, is... if you're an accountant, I don't always go to dinner and ask you to count stuff for me at dinner tables, do I? Like, it's my job. Like, take a this moment. This is similar to that. There's uh, another one I saw last night with Mike Myers talking about... Uh, being at a charity event, he was on a talk show and he's like, oh, I was at a charity event recently. And it was like, all the most famous people in the world are there. And I got seated next to Al Pacino at a table. And it's like, and everybody at the table is just talking and everything. And all of a sudden there's a lull in conversation. Everything goes awkwardly quiet. And Al Pacino just out of the blue goes, let's take a look what's in my pocket. <laughs> just stuff out. Like this is his party trip. Wow. That, you've got to, I keep always bringing up John Mulaney, but you should watch his newest one on Netflix because he tells this hilarious story around Al Pacino, which it, it's, it's funny. Uh, take You ain't seen nothing yet. Went to number one in the US. So yeah, look at that. That was their biggest hit there. And it went you know, to um, number four in Australia. It's a very Canadian thing to have like multiple singers in a band. 
uh, like a, a huge chunk of the biggest Canadian bands. It's like, you'll have two guys who sing or, or there's even one of the best Canadian bands that maybe in my opinion, the best Canadian band Sloan, all four members share like equal amount. Every album will have like three songs from the drummer, three songs from the bass player. But BTO was one of those bands where they had like everybody kind of sang their songs. And there was two songs. I don't think they ever were released as singles, but there was two songs that, um, uh, I, I remember my mom kind of really loving that. There was one called Blown, which if anybody wants to look up a BTO song that you probably haven't heard, that's just fantastic. Blown by BTO uh, is one of the ones my uncle wrote and sang lead vocals in. One of their best songs, hands down. But I mean, yeah, the, you, the, a lot of their songs were like big hits, you know, taking care of business and obviously Ain't Seen Nothing Yet were the big ones. I had a brief connection with their relatives in, um, was it? His brother. His brother. The only surviving brother. And uh, the, the son, was it? What's his name? Taj. Tal. Yeah. Tal. Tal. Yeah. Uh, I met them once. <laughs> well, I, I, the, the funny story I think I had with them was, but you know, I was when I was living in Canada and did it for the podcast I was doing at the time there in Victoria. But I loved it when, like, I think you said to me, like, "Oh, tell them that they know this person." Blah blah. blah. And off there, I'm like, "So I've got a friend who knows this person." And they're just like, "The amount of people who tell us that they know someone <laughs> that's that we don't know anyone." I'm like. All right, moving on. Let's get into the interview. <laughs> and the, the worst part about that is that, I mean, it, I think you, you'd given my last name Hilding because I said, oh, yeah, my mom. And I'm like, oh, but they wouldn't have known that because they didn't know my dad. They would have known the, 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 the maiden name, which was my aunt's name. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they well, get thanks, on. Thanks, Colin. Put my foot in it. That was all your fault. <laughs> The, the one time where I met them was when we were in BC and I think it was just stopping by their house. We were like in White Rock or something like that, which I remember White Rock being one of the best places in BC. And yeah, I was just like, oh, we're going to my brother's house. And again, I had no idea at the time. Oh yeah, this is the other guy in my uncle's band. <laughs> it's just like, this is his brother. Do you go to his funeral? Like uh, my get... uncle's? Yeah. No, I mean, it's out in BC. So uh. there's no way I was going out there. I mean, at the same time, I you know haven't really talked to him since I was a teenager, I think. Uh, but uh uh, I mean, I'll go to my aunt's funeral if she dies. When she <laughs> dies, Colin, we're all going to die. So uh, <laughs> maybe after me, who knows? She could live to 150. Rip, rip, everyone. Um, before we let you go, anything else exciting happening news-wise, Canada? Uh, next time we can talk about the new basketball team that we have. Because going to uh, see the sea bears. The sea bears. You're going to see the, the sea bears. I am seeing the sea bears. Yep. Uh, brand new team, brand new league, basically launching basketball and based on the attendance for the game that I'm about to go to, it looks like it'll be a success for basketball here. So that'll be fun. I do like the, the logo. It's quite a nice logo. The sea bears have. So yeah, uh, I'm going to get a t-shirt when I'm there. Oh, you do do that. Colin, you get a t-shirt. And maybe, maybe a mascot if they sell them. Do it. Join Izzy and Flurgy Flurg Flurg Flurg. Um, free, free, I thought it was Freejas. Free, 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 what I did, Fergus. I fucking, what, what, what were the Pyeongchang ones we couldn't do it? Boorang and Surang? <laughs> Boorang and Surang, yeah. yeah Fergie, Fergie, I'm just calling it Fergalicious. Fergalicious and Fergie. Izzy. Fergalicious. Um, thank you, Colin, and uh, sorry about the loss of your late great uncle. Oh, and not the loss of the Leafs. All right. You put up with this guy for like 40-odd minutes earlier on the episode. We're going to put up with him again because it's that part where we get so excited to do a bit of... It's that time of the week to play everybody's favorite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Edge Radio, what's going on? Um, uh, nothing. You still do that dance. I think I brought it up last week. You still doing that little head bob dance like... Like, Mate, this Max is how Hedron. I dance in life. This is uh, <laughs> when I used to go to the club. I used to go to ISO Bar and Club oh, Surreal. And 
I remember those. What was that one that was like down in the basement? Um, of it was like so you had Isobar, and then you go like around syrup? the corner. And, no, it wasn't syrup. Uh, oh, there was like Curly's existed. I think it was Curly. No, it was the one with the bunny. It was down the bottom. Yeah. No, 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 no. 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 Uh, then, I never then, went clubbing with you, Josh. Uh, flamingo. Hey, don't knock flamingos. Flamingos is great. Flamingos I'm is not fun. knocking it. It was they had great drinks there. I did. Great music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as well. Um, forget lyrics. For those of you who don't know what this is, well, you're in for a fucking treat. Um, we sing, and that's about all you need to know. Now, once again, we're ticking off the Bond songs that we haven't done, so we've got three Bond songs to do. A duet this week will be Man with a Golden Gun, a bit of Lulu, Eurovision's Lulu, Eurovision winner, Lulu. Yes. Um, and our solo songs, I'm going to be doing a bit of the Shirley Bassey with Diamonds Are Forever. And you're going to be doing a bit of the Shirley Bassey with Moonraker. Oh, yes. So exciting, exciting times. Now, obviously, I, I, I feel, oh, I, I don't know, let's guess the subjects are going to all be the same, but we could be wrong. But uh, do who, 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 I think I went first last time and you went first. I don't know. How do you want to do this? Oh, mate, you choose this. You're, it, you, you choose this week. I will go first. On the solo. I, oh. I, I feel like oh. special. Oh. Um, okay. And then you can uh, you can go second and then we'll do the duet. I'm going to go first Sounds and good. do the duet. I'm just saying that right now. Um, but, okay, um, you like, choose a topic. I don't want to assume what it's going to be. Maybe we can do a bit of uh, alternation when it comes to the uh, obvious. But uh, Oh, no. Like, it, we can keep it obvious, but we can also change it up at the same time. I've got a cracker for you. All right, give me a cracker, Joshy boy. <laughs> Going on a Tinder date with Jackie Lambie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that was left field. All hey. right. <laughs> I was just, I've got a Facebook thing up here open. I'm like, oh, yeah, I might put her into it. And then you talked about Tinder earlier. I'm like, ah, you know Tinder the, date. You know, the sad thing is she's probably on Tinder and I probably would match with her. Um, so, ooh. My dad has her number. <laughs> <laughs> on Tinder? Um, no, 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 because he he ran in the state election oh, ages ago. Palmer, right? Didn't he? Yeah, but oh. that's where she was too. She was a federal. Per- no, no, no. She was. Was a she federal? Yeah, no, no. She was a federal senator, wasn't she? I'm pretty sure she was. Yeah, she still yeah, is, then, isn't she? I thought she was state. No, I think she's still a, a federal okay, for the Jackie federal, Lambert Australia Party or whatever they use. She's a network. She's not a party. Oh, sorry. Jeez. All right. Anyway, know. fucking Tinder. All right, Tinder. Jackie Lambie. I can do this. Uh, to Diamonds Are Forever, Shirley Bassey. Uh, let's let's rock and Swiss roll. Obviously, there's a bit of silence going on here. So. Working on your xylophone skills. Good job. <clears throat> Jackie Lambie. She's a bit of a bogan. But even bogans get horny So they go on Tinder to try and hook up with other bogans Swiping right on Jackie She looks pretty good in certain angles Plus I guess I was just a little bit lonely and with some cleavage out you could put a paper bag on it I don't need love For what 
good will love do me Maybe Jackie could do me instead With her network Or Palmer United Sometimes bogans need love Even Jackie Lambie I don't really know where you take her on a date Maybe two shiploads to buy some Maltesers and a shitty DVD. Because let's be honest, Jackie Lambie still has a DVD player. She probably also even has a VHS player. Because she's poor. Actually, she probably would be quite wealthy. She's a politician. They get lots of money. Anyway. Jackie Lambie on Tinder. On Tinder. On Tinder. Jackie Lambie on Tinder. On Tinder. On Tinder. On Tinder. On Tinder. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> that was gold. Absolute gold. Would you say it was diamond? Was it diamond, Josh? No? Oh, mate, mate. Uh, you'd be putting a diamond on that finger, I reckon. Jesus. She would never send a diamond in her life. Probably a cubic zirconia. Is she married? Find out. Google time, mate. Oh, Google Jesus time. Christ. Um, oh, no. What do I yeah. get, Joshy boy? What do I oh, get? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm going to give you 10 because that was just epic. I, I appreciate the love because that was fucking epic. I agree. <clears throat> that was pretty good. There. So uh, so her full name oh, yeah. for those playing at home is Jacqueline Louise Lambie. Well, any name Louise, you know where that usually goes. So. She's actually pretty good looking in this photo, <laughs> in her Wikipedia photo. So that again, from, from certain angles, mate, from certain angles. You, you know the truth behind Diamonds Are Forever, right? What it's really about, don't you? I believe you're going to tell me. Oh, far Do you know where she's from? Devonport. Alveston. Oh, well, that makes sense. Uh, diamonds Are Forever <laughs> is about penises. <laughs> Listen to the lyrics and replace the word diamonds with penises. Touch it, stroke it, and caress it. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, no, but here's, here's, the, here's the interesting thing about her, right? Okay. Political affiliations. Labour from 2008, Liberal, 2011, 2012, Independent, and then Palmer United. So she has no idea what she wants. She's a, she's a triple adapter. That's what you want to call her. She used to be a military policewoman in the Australian Army. Well, thank you for your service, Jackie. Yeah, no, no, no. that's one thing I actually admire about her. She and she ser- Her military service is actually quite long. She served for 11 years, 1989, 2000. She likes, she was, she likes a good length. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, personal life. Here we are. Lambie is single with two oh, children. Oh, oh, single mother. I'm in with a shot. I'm in with a shot. <laughs> Tell you what. How'd you be? How'd you be if all of a sudden Josh I'm dating someone you? No, no, but, he, but here's the, so here's the thing, right? She is a typical Tasmanian. Two heads. Because her first son is called Brenton, and it is not spelt how you would spell it. Like X, Y, Z, Q, J, Y, F- B-R-E-N-T-Y-N. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I started working with a guy called Anthony. Not Anthony, Anthony. Now, I feel sorry for him. Like, what people out there, we're going to name our son Anthony. So the entire life, he's going to get Anthony and get shitty. Because if you call him Anthony, what's the first thing he says? It's actually Anthony. Like, oh. poor guy. Poor guy. Don't call your kids names with, like, weird Just letters. Just call him Ant. There, we're done. Exactly. All right, Joshy boy. You're doing a bit of Shirley on the on the Curly Shirley. Oh, I am. <laughs> Shirley Curls. Um, I am going to give you the topic of going on a Bumble date with Sebastian. <laughs> what was that? What was that? It was Tina Arena. No, Danny Minogue. No, who, Danny Minogue. <laughs> Danny Minogue. Now, um, I don't think he ever came on the show, did he, Sebastian? Back in the no, he? he did. Wasn't he one of our? He was. He was a co-host for one episode. Was he a very? Was he the one in that studio with us in that first rotation? The famous. Yes. That him? Oh. God. Yeah. Oh no, was it? <sighs> Probably. Anyway, you're going on a Bumble date. A Bumble is a dating app, by the way, Josh. Um, Thank you. <laughs> similar to Tinder, the, the difference between Bumble and Tinder is that if you match with someone on Bumble, the girl has to message first. So if I match with a girl right now and it says you are matched, I can't message her. She has to message me. And if she doesn't message me within 24 hours, the match lapses. It's bullshit. It pisses me off. But, hey, sometimes you get laid and it works. Um, so... <laughs> Hello okay. to all my girls I've met on Bumble. Um, <laughs> Ben's Bumbles. <laughs> that's what I call them. It's a band coming soon to the Sydney Opera House with Damien Rice. Uh, Bumble date with Sebastian. Matching with Sebastian on Bumble uh, to the Tudor Moonraker. Three, two, one, go. It's quiet too. I don't know where you get these karaoke things from. Oh, sorry. The wrong one. Uh, <laughs> start again. Sorry, I played the, <laughs> the duet. Um, <laughs> that was oh, Man with like, the Golden Gun. Like, that's not my song. <laughs> you think any, any professional podcast will edit this out, but this is shit. Um, all right, let's start again. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Three, two, one, go. That's quiet, as I was saying, until I was really interrupted. Seb, where are you? I'll find you on Bumble. I'll swipe right on you and hopefully you'll reply. But wait, it's you who has to message me first. And then we will go on a date first. Zeb, I know you love Danny Minogue. And this song doesn't really match with the words that I want to sing. Seb, your smile as you walked through EC with those headphones on. You listened to the music that Sam took the piss out on you with. 
and then you love me. I tolerate you. I promise that we will go to a concert at Republic Bar. <laughs> Danny Minogue's music is the soundtrack of our love. Do your kids sport training and I'll sit there and look at you because you message me on Bumble first. You took my hand and we said, let's go watch Port Adelaide play and your hands were on my legs. I slapped them away because I remembered I love girls. And even though you look like one, you're not one. You're not. bad that was rubbish <laughs> look josh uh, uh, i'm not gonna lie and telling you that, that was rubbish i've heard better um yeah no 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 that was uh that was a rubbish one such as my masterful effort about five minutes ago um <laughs> I, <laughs> look you tried uh it was a tough topic and that song it's a hard song it's to a do. shit song it is i think i ranked that like my third or second worst bond song of all time it's rubbish um yeah yeah, yeah. 6.7 out of 10. You get a 0.7 for battling on a shit song. But okay, I'll take that. Honestly, I'll take that. Rather listen to your version of Moonraker than Shirley's. So, David, that's not hard, mate. True. All right, now let's try uh, the other one. I think, I think, uh, is our topic <laughs> just the uh, AFL stadium debate? I think that's, we, we gelled over it for the Yeah, solos. why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you, you fine. Well, you, you won. I reckon winner goes first. I did. Uh, I because I'm best. Uh, so man with the golden gun. Simply the best. Lulu, uh, doing a poo poo, and uh, I'll go first. Josh will go second, and we're singing about the AFL stadium debate in Tasmania. So that's let's it. Do this. Three, two, one, go. We have a powerful team It's gonna be in the AFL Need something to play in it It's a brand new stadium Some are against the building of it Others really want to see it new 
The people who are against it are a bunch of cunts Fuck you in the bum Grounds are required to play in the AFL It's not fucking rocket scientists I meant science, not scientists I'm pretty dumb with that But not as dumb as the cunts who don't want the stadium Because they really deserve to build one See the Tassie Devils play there I know Josh feels the same I'm building a stadium And this is a really weird part of the song to come in So I'm going to talk it like I am the guy from Star Trek (laughs) This is the weird part, I don't get it Here we go AFL in Tassie's the best seat. We need a stadium to kick the football through the goals, and that's something we all need. We did some of the best sports in there. I have no idea what we're saying. Except the people who say no should go jump off a cliff. Because guess what? You won't have a bloody thing to go back up on the mountain because the council said no. And you are pricks because we hate you. This was what we need. The turbo looks of a devil. Whichever one you really want. The kicks have a really cool song. Piss off your nose saying, Bruh! I'm sorry, I got thrown, where you switched over, holy crap, that, that was just rubbish. It was it was the slow section, I apologise, but I've got to ask a question. Did you say that we're going to kick into hoops before you corrected yourself to goals? Uh, I, I, was, I, was, I was actually going to say ghosts for what, some what stupid reason. What sport are we watching? Uh, I don't know, but how, okay, no, in my defence, how many ghost bloody uh, tours are there in Hobart? <laughs> A lot. A, a few more now that the Macquarie Point Stadium, which is never being built, is clearly going to be haunted by the ghosts of Beck White's political career, maybe? Oh, I don't know. Has she responded to any of this? No, she has not. Uh, I mean, I think she's taken a hard stance on it, and that's what she's going to do. Um, you get I'll a, give her a hard stance. You get a... <laughs> sim- <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> you get a 7.5 for bonus joke. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, that was an easy one, though. Um, so just she, like but her. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't believe that statement. It was just an open joke. and I. It was ha- an open joke. It's just like when you say your mum or <laughs> exactly. that's what she said. Or I don't. Actually. <laughs> technically refer to she in that she's the cat's mother, which I never got oh, that phrase. What does that mean? Oh, it's something that parents used to say. What it's does like, it mean, though? It I makes don't no know. Sense. I don't she's know. the cat's mother, okay? Yeah, but but it's like some of these jokes that I... So when we were driving back from Sydney the other day, uh, you get a 10 out of me, by the way. That was fantastic performance. I know. You're on your game, you're on your game this week. I really it am. It's all good. Back to what I was like. We were driving back from Sydney and I was bored, so I was looking at dad jokes on online and just sending them to random people. Some gold out there. What do you call a funny chook, Ben? I don't know, Josh. What do you call a funny chook? A comedian. hen. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. I've got another one for you. Hang on, hang a- on. Just say that one again. <laughs> a comedian. hen. There you go. 
Okay, we've got another one for you. A dog and a pie cost have a race. Who wins? How much does the pie cost? $5.50. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking ruined that. Anyway, My uh, dad uh, used to tell that joke. <laughs> oh, there was... Oh, far, there was a couple of perlers and like my, my friend was like, you are drunk. I'm like, I'm not. I'm bored. It's a six hour drive. I'm bored. With his wife. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, you're oh, still married. I mean, I guess I am, but at least I don't have to talk to my wife. Uh, <laughs> well, like she oh, won't talk to me. Oh, <laughs> oh, do, do you know what the leading cause of dry skin is, Ben? I don't know, Josh. What is the leading cause of dry skin? Towels. <laughs> I'll pay that. Let's see, why did you use these and you forget the lyrics? You might have gotten more. Oh, mate. Uh Let's see if there's any more I'll send to it because it was save them, save hilarious. them. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go to the next bit and we'll come back. We'll wrap it up and then you can, uh, you save that one, save that one for the next bit. All right, we've sung, we're talking to Canadians, talking to that's a word. Uh, let's press this and talking to someone else. Similar to Canada, I don't know how long we've legally got to play it uh, until. We're allowed to introduce the guest. Hello, Casey Harron. Welcome back to the show. I don't think there's a legal limit. Well, there should be. You're American. You make the laws. You make the rules. That's how it works, yeah. right? All of the rules. All of the rules. Yes, yes exactly. Uh, what did you think of uh, Josh and my singing, by the way, just before? You obviously were tuned in very uh, correctly, closely to it, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm... Worried for anybody else who has to listen to it. Well, they're already this far into the show, so they've got no taste, clearly. Uh, speaking of no oh. taste, you went and saw Taylor Swift recently. Uh- oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you said. She said beforehand, you could talk about Taylor Swift if you don't be a dickhead about it. Um, but Yeah, and there you go, being a dickhead. That's, that's my MO on this show when you're on it. Um, you did go see Taylor Swift recently. You are a Swifty, which can I just say, and this isn't even me being a dick about this, Swifties, Are you sure? Before you even finish that thought. Well, wait till you hear what I say. Swifty <sighs> doesn't sound appropriate. Like, in Australia, like, a Swifty, like, you pull a Swifty on someone, you're like, you're, you're doing them dirty. Like, you know, if all of a sudden I was like, hey, let's go here, and then all of a sudden I took you somewhere there, that's pulling a Swifty on you. Like, I, I don't get how this is a thing. But anyway, rant over. Because that's only a thing in Australia, I guess. It's not a we're smart, thing apparently. anywhere else. But are you? If you get fooled that frequently, that that has to be called a Swifty. I don't know. Yeah, you you like Taylor Swift. You don't have taste. But what I'm trying to ask you, <laughs> I'm sorry. You. Um, what 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 did you think? How tell tell us about your experience seeing Taylor? Because you didn't exactly just see it in your own backyard either. You drove a little bit to go see her. Yes, and. I'm only tempering this because my sister getting married a week later was technically the best day ever. But like that concert was also She's not listening. The, it's fine. You can say it was it. also the best thing ever. Which so I, I'm intrigued though because obviously you are currently in Washington D.C. Sort of you're in the metropolitan area essentially, um, and she was performing there. 
but you went and saw her in Philly. Oh, she wasn't. She was performing. not for yeah. She was not performing anywhere near Washington D.C. The closest was Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Well, see, I got that wrong. I thought she. Why yes. wasn't she performing in Washington? What the hell, Taylor? Because FedEx Field. She was only performing big stadiums, and FedEx Field is disgusting. Right. Okay. What about Baltimore? She didn't want to go there. I guess not. No. Or there were other. It just didn't fit into the tour. Right. With like the dates. I don't know. But you would know her reasoning. This wasn't the first time you had seen her, though. Right? This is the third time no. you have seen her? Yes. Third time. And how did this compare to the other three times, the other two times that you had seen her prior to this? I mean, she's just such a good performer. So she really goes all out with backup dancers, staging, the whole thing. And this didn't disappoint that didn't answer the question like was it better than the other two or (laughs) well it's so hard to compare because the other i saw her fearless tour which was like back when i was in high school and was just i think it was her first big tour so that like she was young it was also a very big production and really amazing and then i saw her reputation tour which was also that one was at FedEx Field, so well, I guess she can play in DC when she wants to. But that also just it was like one album, and so it was really deep into the one album. Played all of the songs from it plus biggest hits, and did really huge theatrical things because it was all themed around that one album. But because this tour was all of her eras, so all of her albums, it was, I think, harder to do anything too over the top because she had to, like, switch themes so often, but she was really smart about the way that she did it and using really cool, like, projection type things like the whole like catwalk stage portion we used like lights and it had images and like video playing on that too to kind of correspond with the songs and so you know she didn't really have the huge set pieces or props like she did in her past tours it didn't feel like any less of a production or anything I understand. It's just hard to compare. Okay. Because different beasts. But I mean, she sang for three hours and 15 minutes straight and <laughs> danced around in heels and was running up and down the stage. Like, so she did all a out leg for, day that week, basically, you're trying to say. I mean, leg day and also all of that while singing consistently good. so good uh, definitely got... worth it worth the drive to philadelphia is what you're trying to say yes worth it a million times over because I... it was also just such a fun atmosphere too everybody else there being huge swifties singing along and dancing and being excited to be there got two things that i want to add on this all right okay one mm-hmm. is going to be a dig and a joke, but I'm giving you a pre-warning because it's funny. All right? That if you're a dickhead, I'm hanging up on you. Three hours and 15 minutes worth of singing 
How many men does she cover in that period? <laughs> second, irrelevant. 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 Uh, second, you didn't want to be spoiled for this in terms of, you know, I'm the type of person who goes to a concert, I look at the set list. I want to know what they're performing. I want to know what to expect, when my favorite songs, all those kind of things. You were like, Ben, if you breathe anything of this, I will shoot you in the dick. You like, you were basically like, yes. no, I don't want to learn anything. Does that make that experience better or worse for you? I think it made it better because it was really exciting not knowing which era she was going to transition to next. And then within that, which songs she had chosen to sing. There were, of course, some of the really major hits that we just knew she was going to sing. But to kind of not know what was coming and then she would start singing the first lines of the next song and everyone would be like, oh my God, like, this one's my favorite or whatever. It just made it more exciting. Good to know. Um, I don't have anything else to add. I just wanted to talk to you about Taylor Swift because, you know, 90% of that conversation was nice. So you can remember that moving forward so that I can not be a dickhead, as you famously said. Um, I do have another quiz that we always seem to do in this with you. But before I do, one thing I wanted to touch on with you is you're obviously a big hockey fan, more so a big Capitals fan. And sadly, Capitals did not make the playoffs for the first time in a, in a long time, which means that you yes. haven't really given a shit about the players. We talked about Colin about this earlier on, uh, you know, learning about his weird trend of if the Leafs get eliminated by a team, he then, which is always the case, he goes for that team who eliminates the Leafs going forward. So now he's like on the Florida bandwagon, whereas I'm like, well, no, I couldn't do that. Like, fuck you, team who beats my team. That's why I hate Tampa Bay 20 years after the Stanley Cup Finals of 2004. I'm not over it. So, I mean, do so, you, are you like that? Like, do you give a shit? Like, I, I, I mean, 31 other teams eliminated Washington. It wasn't just one this year. But, like, I mean, do you yeah. hate a specific team based on past history because of yes. that? Yes. Even ones that nearly eliminated us <laughs> like i still hold a grudge against tampa bay because the year that we made it to the final we played tampa bay right beforehand and they took us like really far into i think we might have gone to like game seven or something it was stressful and so i still hate them and then they went on to like win a couple stanley cups like fuck them and then even same with vegas knowing that we played them in the stanley Aww. cup I want them to, like, stay down. You can't hate <laughs> Vegas. Vegas is like, you know, Vegas and Seattle. No, they've been around too little time to anyone to hate them. Come on. They're innocent. Well, I feel like they got a little too cocky too fast. They should not have been in the Stanley Cup Finals their first year. Well, they're the time of recording this, they're, uh, you know, a period away from making it to their second one. They're, they're too old with Dallas yeah, at so the they time should of recording. Not, but. They should not be in the Stanley Cup Finals twice within, like, their first, what is this, their fifth year of existence? Yeah, they've only missed the playoffs. Last year was the first time they ever missed the playoffs, uh, basically, in yeah. their existence. So, you know, have you been to Vegas before? No. Mm, okay. Yeah, me neither. It's gross. So if it's Vegas, Florida... Are you going to give a shit or like first time winner, you know? I mean, I guess Florida, because then at least it's Eastern Conference winning. Yeah, that works. And I guess yeah, I don't know. it's I don't very, really care. that would be very similar to when obviously you guys 
won it because it would be you hadn't won at that point. You'd been around for a little bit longer than the Panthers, of course, but uh, the Panthers made the Stanley Cup finals in their third year of existence and got swept by, I think it was Colorado back in the days. But um, you, cause you had made a Stanley Cup finals in the nineties. Didn't you, the caps? I don't know. You should know. Come on. How do you not know? You're the number one. I fan. was a small child in the nineties. Were you? Why am I talking mm-hmm. to you? It's inappropriate for me to be talking to you. Uh, yeah, you yeah, beat old as shit. Tampa in in seven in those conference finals that year, uh, and I can see here that Anaheim went out in the first round. We got swept by San Jose. I remember that year because I have a friend who's a San Jose fan, and he rubbed that in my face a lot. So. Uh, <sighs> And that was the year that Winnipeg, of course. We talked about this, Colin, earlier. Winnipeg made the conference finals and nearly made it all the way through. Apparently, everyone in Winnipeg to this day absolutely fucking hates the Golden Knights because Winnipeg holds a grudge. So, there you go. Fun fun fact for you. Um, (laughs) I've I've Googled random quiz and I've gotten a... Wait, I thought you were looking up whether the Caps had been to... Oh, right. You want me to do the the legwork here? Um, so you, you had it open. I, I mean, that was a different thing I had open, but sure. Let's uh, have a look at this, shall we? Because um, you know this is great. Um, you no one listens to this. No one really. No one really does listen to this. You lost the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, in the nineties. I knew you did. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Uh, you mm. were swept by Detroit. Ugh, as if you would. Um, you got swept. Sadly. Um. Bad. And then the only other time you made it, you won. So Florida, story, similar very story uh, there. Yeah, so maybe now I will go for Florida. Yeah, go there. To Chuck, like he's a Calgary Flame. He's, you know, we got rid of him and the next year he's gone to a Stanley Cup final. So there you go. Um, Good for him. um, I still think Florida should not have multiple hockey teams. Like that's dumb. Well, Tampa's dumb. Give, Give it to Miami. Miami's understandable. But State of Florida is dumb. Which it really doesn't make sense that they still call themselves the Florida Panthers when you have the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, should they not be the because Miami Because the entire Panthers? state of Florida is kind of dumb. Yeah, it kind of is. Like, I just, I don't understand that. I know in some of our competitions here, we've had like a team like back in the A-League, back in the day, they were the Queensland Raw, and then they got a second and third Queensland team, so they became the Brisbane Raw, and they're still the Brisbane Raw to this day. So make them the Miami freaking Bloody Panthers. And there's no like Panthers in... Are there Panthers in Florida? There'd be Panthers in Florida, aren't there? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there must be. Otherwise, it'd be a really dumb team name. Yeah. It's not like they relocated from somewhere. So, uh, anyway. Um, proprofs.com forward slash quiz dash school is where we're going today. There are 18 questions in this. And I am going to start this. Are you ready for this? No. Good. Um, this one's really a dumb question. And if you don't get this, I will question your intelligence. How many quarters are there in a game of NFL football? One, two, three, four. Four. That would be correct. Um, I I don't like that is just stupid. Uh, That is a really stupid question. Um, What is the capital of Puerto Rico? Is it Santo Domingo, San Juan, La Ciudad de Mexico or Agua? San Juan. I think. Is that? Yes. It took a while to yes. tell it was correct. So I just, I jumped the gun there. Well done. I should really mark this. You're two from two. Who 
Uh, okay, this is a tricky one. Who is the president of Canada? Is it Stephen Harper, Queen Elizabeth, president? There isn't one. Or Justin Trudeau? I mean, I'm going for an obvious one here because there is an actual answer here for this, but uh, whether or not they're being technical or not. I mean, Justin Trudeau's prime minister. Is there a president? There's not a president. So this is where I would say it would be president. There isn't one. Yeah. So let's see what it tells you. Yes, it says Canada has a prime minister, not a president. Good job. Thank you. Obvious quiz thing. Which of the following states has a city named Harrisonburg in it? Is it Virginia, Washington, Michigan, or New York? It's Virginia. It's Virginia? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Actually says Western Virginia, but it's a different state. Or is it West? Oh, no, Western. Like It's in Western Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, good to know you know this. You're doing well here. Because I live in Virginia. You do. You, you you absolutely do. How many dimes mm-hmm. would you have if I were to give you a dollar? Zero, ten, a hundred, or a thousand? <laughs> ten. I wouldn't have gotten that. Uh, <laughs> really? I don't know what you're like. I know what a penny and a quarter is, but I what is a nickel and a dime? I don't know what they represent. No. Oh. Dime is ten cents. Nickel is five cents. Cool. All right. Took me ages in Canada to realize what a loony and a toonie was. So you know, I well, because that's made up. Well, they're not. They're named after birds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> and toonie's easy because it's two toonie. But yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, no. Which is not the name of a country song? A boy named Sue. Dang me. Dang old Ray Ray. The ballad of Jet Clampett. Oh, I really I mean, hope one of those is not. I really hope "Dang Me" is, and I want to look that song up. Oh, dang me! <laughs> okay, read them again. Are these Taylor Swift songs? A boy named Sue. That's one. That's a Johnny Cash song. Everyone knows that song. "Dang Me," "Dang Old Ray Ray," and the ballad of Jed Clampett. <laughs> I gave you an answer that that's not a boy named Sue. If you didn't already know that, but yeah, I'm going the one that is not. Is the one with Ray Ray. You're going for dang old Ray Ray. And yeah. Wow, it's correct. <laughs> oh, what's Dang Me? I'm going to look up Dang Me. That's my new favorite song. Yeah, I like me. It. I'm going to look it up right now. Dang, dang me. me. Um, why are you looking that up? How do you spell... Da- what? How do you spell David's last name? The person who won American Idol. I don't know how relevant this quiz is. I don't know if this is recent or there's an old winner. So I've got Archuleta, Arculeta, Archuleta, or Archicate. Like, you need to be able to see these in order to, uh, yeah. if I can actually uh, share I the mean, screen here for you. Uh, which one of these is the correct way to spell the guy who won American Idol? <laughs> Again, don't know how relevant this is. This could be like American Idol 2009 for all I know. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, it's either the first or the second. Uh, I'm going with the second. And good job. Wow. wow. Also, wait. I like, looked up. Um, Dang Me. Dang Me is a song by Roger Miller of course from the year 1964. Wow. Okay. Are you going to play and, it or are you just going to like 
read it. What the fuck is his next question? Um, <laughs> I'm reading the lyrics to this. Do, do you want the like, easiest question in the world? Sure. Which comes first, A, B, C, or D? <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yep. <laughs> That's literally the question. A, what? Um, yeah, really weird. In which year did Hurricane Katrina occur? 2004, 2003, 2006, 2005? Ah. It's one of two. Was it 05? Yeah, I would say 05, 04. Do you want me to put 05 in? Yeah, I think 05. And look at that. Jesus. You're doing very well here. You're nine from nine. Which was on the air first? MTV, ABC, NBC, CNN. Um, it's one of two. ABC? Uh, NBC. Oh, oh. oh well. I, I, yeah, it was one or the other. The song I'll Fly Away is country, bluegrass, hip hop, or cannot be classified. What? <laughs> yep. Is there like an artist with this song? I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I'll fly away. Oh, uh, no, that's I'm sailing away. That's sticks. That's the wrong song. Give me an answer. Um, am I allowed to Google the song so I know who no, sings it? No, you're not Googling it. <laughs> that's cheating. <laughs> I'll fly away. <laughs> quick, quick, quick. Need an answer. Um, wait, what are the options? Country, again? bluegrass, hip hop cannot be classified. Hip-hop. Hip-hop is... Uh, it apparently is... Cannot be classified. It can be sung in any way. What? I have no fucking clue. Uh, what even is the song? Which of the following countries is not available on Google's bird-eye view? Greece, United Kingdom, France, or Japan? What is Google's bird-eye view? And also, that has to be, like, out of date. Probably satellite, maybe. Yeah, I... I yeah. Give me an answer. Just guess. Um, what were the countries again? Greece, United Kingdom, France, Japan. Greece. I don't know. Well done. Um, there you go. Uh, the highest temperature ever recorded on Earth is 180 Definitely degrees. Definitely out of date. <laughs> Global warming. 180 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit, 136 degrees Fahrenheit, 105 degrees Fahrenheit, 111 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, 180. Is, uh, it's 136 recorded in Africa. Doesn't tell me where in Africa. It just says Africa. Or when. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, who, ho oh, come on. You should know this one. Apparently. Who hosted the Summer Olympics in 1932? St. Moritz, Los Angeles, Sapporo, London. By me saying you should know this, that should give a pretty obvious answer out of these four options. So Los Angeles? Correct. Uh, Earth is closest to the size of Mercury, Venus, Mars, Neptune. Wait, what? Sorry, I wasn't listening to you. This is, this is, uh, I get told off for like, oh, thank God, I'm say we have to be a dickhead. I'll hang up on you. And then five minutes into this, I'm not listening to you. Mercury, Venus, Mars, or Neptune is which planet is closest to the size of Earth? The size of Earth? Yes. Um... 
decide. Mercury? Venus. Men are from Mars, women are from penis. What is the most used letter in the English language? O, A, E, I. Um, E. Correct. Two more. Where is Russia? You must choose one. Southeast Asia. Next to Japan. Europe. South America. There's two correct answers to this. Yeah, technically doesn't it span both Europe and Asia, well, it's, it's but I guess... classified as Europe because Moscow is in Europe. So, like, yeah. it does it's mainly in Asia, but it's technically a European country. Yeah. So, I'm going Europe. I'm, I reckon they're going to... T- yeah, that's wrong. It says next to Japan, but I'm giving that to you because you are right. Yeah, next to Japan. Fuck yeah. off. I mean, that's why I'm saying there's two correct answers to that. Um, and the final question... Brachiopodium distachion is the scientific name for a type of planet, tree, fungi, grass. Fungi. Fungi. I am a fungi. Grass. Oh, cool. View my results. Um, You got a certificate of achievement for getting 67 out of 100. You got 12 out of 18. So <laughs> do you want me to uh, add your name to the certificate? Let's add your name to the certificate. Here we no. go. Look at this. Oh, it's you... not even... Oh, like a... Look at this. You could print this and put this on your wall. <laughs> look at you go. It's got a stamp and everything. <laughs> I mean, 67 out of 100 is not a good grade. Hey, it's 2023. 20, Everybody this... gets to try and... Shit. Um, that is a D. Anything else you would like to talk about or add before we let you go, old wise one? <laughs> Which one are you going to go with that? Well, you're old as shit. Um, um, yeah, that's you. Nothing to add? Nothing to declare? Um, no. <laughs> cool. Does that mean I pass customs? <laughs> Sure. Welcome to Australia. Uh, thank you for joining us once again, as always, Ravenclaw. Yes. Thank you. All right. Closing it off with this man because he's desperate to tell me some jokes. So go on, hit me with them, Josh. Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Coming out hot. Baby. Why did the transgender man Ooh. only eat salads? I don't know, Josh. Why did the transgender man only eat salads? Because he was a herbivore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we just got cancelled. Um, oh, you, you know the author, Stephen King. Uh, personally, yes. We caught up the lunch the other day, actually. Good good guy. Okay, well, well you know he's got a son called Joe, yeah? Joe King? I'm not joking, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Oh. <laughs> I just want to clarify, there is one person on this show today who actually is a father that he's aware of, at least. So, Aware of? Oh, yeah, because you haven't, yeah. Well, I haven't That's... what? No, 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 I'm I not going to go there. I had sex, Josh. I just don't know. Like, yeah, 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 never mind. Okay, now, I, here's an interesting thing, right? So, I, these same people are, well, it was my wife and one of her best mates were talking about terminology that was, that's, that's used. And like my wife's a, 
bit of a bubble girl. Doesn't know much. She de- she actually didn't know what two girls and one cup was. Oh. So me, my her her. friend, who's also my friend, Mike, do we show it to her? <laughs> like, no. So I'm going to, I'm going to term the term here. I'm going to ask you, Ben, and I'm going to see if you know what it is. All right, Josh. Okay? We're not going to say what it is on air, but I'm going to say, I just want to see if you know what it is. Waffle stomp. Familiar. Okay. Right now, I would like you to Google that term. So this is not fun with someone like me because I'm not really like, you know, whereas like when we get Colin on other shows, he didn't know what pegging was and you get him to do that live on air. It's fantastic. Uh, the act of pressing ones. <laughs> His face. He's like, done that. That's, that was a Thursday. Um, I'm saying, well, we can say that. The act of pressing one's feces through a slotted shower drain cover and douching one's anus <laughs> in the shower in preparation for engaging in anal self. Fair enough. You've got to be safe. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, exactly what's, right. What's the old felching? Are you a fan of felching, Josh? I know that term. How about you Google it? that, Josh, and give me a bit of felching? <laughs> okay. turned a bit dirty all okay. of a sudden, didn't it? <laughs> I, I feel like I should know what that is, but anyway. No, that's a, that's a classic, the old felching. I'm not even losing my... Uh, it's called a Newtown High Special. Want <laughs> 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 to read that one out for us, Josh? You sick bastard. <laughs> that's how I made friends in high school. Uh <laughs> <laughs> In the back of the library. <laughs> That's oh, why you worked in the library. I was thinking about that the other day. It was um, Miss Rita? That wouldn't be Miss Rita in the library, really. What did we really have? It was the, 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 the um, Mrs. Gar, 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 she had a G, was the main one. But then the assistant lady was Mrs. Rita. Surely we did not have a, re- a library assistant called like Mrs. Rita or Mrs. Reading and never pick up on the hilarity of her name. No, we did. Reading. Reading. Was it Reading? No, it was Reed. How did we not see that? Oh. <laughs> she worked in the library and her name was Mrs. Reed. Come on, Ben. Come oh, on, Josh. I, I am I allowed to, uh, No one listens to us anyway. My home economics teacher um, in year seven, and his son went to school with us in at Newtown, but his dad was my teacher and his last name was Fag. There was a Henry Fag at Newtown High, and whenever they would do the morning announcements, could Henry Fag come to the office? Everybody fucking yeah, would that, lose so their he, shit. So his, so his oh. dad was my home ec teacher when I was at New Norfolk High. Good for him. I mean, yeah, but he copped a lot of crap for it. I, I mean, you shouldn't smoke. So um, that's yep. That's what I'll say. Why about. is this still up on my thing? Um, you you saved it. You bought it for late naming. So this is. No, it's it's so we've got a computer connected to the TV. Oh, good job! At, You've got technology in Marimbula. Well done. And it's my account. That's not my private browser. <laughs> it's going to come up the first thing on. Josh, why were you looking up felching? Well, uh, I'm, that... look, I'm looking up on how to make. No, that's fletching. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the I love that one like the meme it's kind of like when it's like when you lend someone your phone and they start typing the letter P into your browser um, <laughs> yeah comes up Pornhub good one so um, you know now, the, so we we did this experiment just recently where we had it all sex. of our phones we had our phones shut up <laughs> I'm married I don't get sex anymore 
The, I'm married and I don't get sex either. You at least live with your wife. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Where is she? What time is it? She's actually not home tonight. Well, welcome to the club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so the, yeah, so we had all our phones just around the table and we were like just saying random things and then all of a sudden people getting ads on their Instagram for these things that we were saying like, huh. So, yes, the phone does listen. It is scary, that, isn't it? Or, like, I, I, the, the scariest ones I find is when you never say it out loud and you think something and then it comes up on your phone. That is freaky as fuck. Yes. No, I agree. That's happened a few times. Like, how the hell do you know I need an anal douche? <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to be looking up my phone tonight and be like, oh, wafflestomping.com. Um, there it is. Pe- no, penisland.com for your pen needs sure i'm sure i believe you on that one josh uh <laughs> pen island um anything before we go exciting happening in the world of josh or mormonism i don't know like if they got new underwear this week or something <laughs> no no yeah they do um joseph I'm smith my... still a prophet dum 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 uh new thing with me in september i'm gonna be the new master of the lodge in the um oh, lodge camera you're becoming no. the prime minister congratulations no. <laughs> freemason lodge you dink and poop well the dink and poop there's a insult of the day thank you for that <laughs> um what does that yeah. mean in in modern it times just means I'm, uh, oh it's not mormonism it's freemasonry but uh it's well, Hence my point. Modern times. Like, I, I mean, thought you said Mormon times. And modern anyway. times. No, Freemasons just, it, died with a dodo, didn't they? No disrespect. Freemasons, no. It's a single resurgence, actually. Uh, but no, no, it just means I'm going to be the, 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 the grand poopar of the local area. <laughs> like the mayor of... How many, no, 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 I'm not trying to be a dick here, but like, how many Freemasons are in the local municipal area of Marimbula? Vega. Um, I don't fucking know. There's cheese and so, there's a fucking beach. That's all I so, know so about we actually we, we have a lodge in Bega. We have a lodge in in Pambula, which is just outside of Marimbula. And each lodge have about 20, 20 members, 20, 30 members. Half the population of your area, isn't it? Most old guys, though. Old return servicemen. True. Is it? Did they rename Bega Cheer or was that... No, that was Coon. Oh, sorry, I can't say that. Um, I... <laughs> That that was the have name you, of the cheese. Have named you seen after that? a person, by the way, not a racial you, slang term. Have you seen that like stand-up skit where it's a white guy and there's a black guy standing next to him and this other black guy comes out and he's like, Hey man, where's my money? And he's like, oh, I have your money now. And Yeah. <laughs> the the one I love, like I I probably told I think I told this on the Oz Network, but I probably told this on here. I don't know if you're very familiar with John Mullaney and his stand up, but I yeah. um I, I saw him when he was in Sydney, hilarious. But I I love like the. Bit- I'm jealous because he he wrote for SNL, didn't he? Yeah. Well, this is uh, like yeah. the, he was telling this story on one of his stand ups where he's basically like I think he was either writing for Saturday Night Live or for an award show, and he wanted to use the word midget, and they were basically like, "You can't use the word midget," and John Mulaney is like, "Well, I really would like to," and they're like, "No, you can't use the word midget because it's as bad as the N word." And basically, John Mulaney's like, first of all, no. Uh, and second of all, no, it's not. Because you know why? Because you won't even say the word that you say you can't say. Yet you will say the word midget. You're calling it the N-word. You won't even say it. Yet you will keep saying the word midget over what, and over was, again. 
was that when he was doing um, Bill Hader's uh, Stefan? Maybe. Possibly. Yeah, because it, yeah. it was like when you get a human firefighter. What's a human firefighter? <laughs> when you get lemonade and Alka-Seltzer and you put it to a midget. <laughs> and you shake Did you ever watch, do you watch Big Mouth on, on Netflix? I have a couple of times. Um, yeah. It's a weird show, man. It's funny. It's funny. But uh, the the newest John Mulaney one that's on Netflix at the moment is the one that I saw in Sydney. So it kind of, he um, was addicted to cocaine and went off the rails and basically uh, he ended up cheating on his wife and had a baby with, I think, Olivia Munn uh, or whatever it is. Anyway, point is, it's funny, and he kind of just, yeah. you know, rips into his cocaine habits and everything along those lines. But uh, funny guy. So uh, Yeah. Oh, oh, Bill Hader is one of my, when it comes to voice acting, he's one of my uh, idols, essentially. I like Bill Hader. Actually, well, on the stand-up scene, funnily, funnily enough, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I saw a good friend of this show. He's appeared on this show many, many years ago, Danny Boy. Saw him many, many years ago in Hobart. Sorry, again. But next, uh, not next week, but the week after, I am seeing for the first time in person a two-time guest of The Brink. I'm going to call him our good friend because everybody who appears on this show is our good friend, except for you, Beck White. You you hurry up and change your mind until you become a... I'm defriending you. Anyway, I am seeing... <laughs> Rove McManus live. Uh, no way. That's yeah, because yeah, he's he's your idol essentially. I love Rove. Rove's my man. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, yeah, had him on the show a couple of times, which was uh among my highlights of interviews. But now he's doing some stand up <laughs> at the moment. So we're gonna go see Rove. Do you? Yes. I'm just just uh, it's just cr- clicked through my head, and now I'm a little bit scared. Do you remember the video that we made about Olympic bids oh, back at Elizabeth College? Plenty of them, yeah. The one that we did, the Olympics through history. Olympics through history. Was that the whole yeah, fuck. <laughs> did we do a Hitler one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think I've got that I, footage that, anymore. That, but like, That I, just jumped into my, I'm like, holy crap. Ben has footage of me no, dressed okay. as Hitler. I, I so I, I, I now yeah fuck that's a blast in the past. I don't think I kept the original footage of that because that was back when I didn't keep the original footage. Like even the kill Phil footage, I, I had for a while. They were all burned onto CDRs, but I don't know if I, like I wish I still had that. But um no, because I lost a bunch of footage too for a while there. I had it stored on an iPod back when they used to crash all the time. The um what was the oh, literally just think of. The, the one that I, to this day, am very thankful that I did not go through with. Uh, my 21st, 80s party. I remember that. <laughs> I went as Michael Jackson. Now, I actually bought black makeup. And I was going to go as like 1980s Michael. I, I started putting I it on my this. face. I started doing it and then I looked and went, nah, don't, don't, don't think I'm okay with this. And I didn't do it. So I did go as Michael Jackson, but I did not put on black makeup. And to this day, maybe the best decision I've made in my entire life. <laughs> I remember that. I slept in your garage. Cause you showed up really late, didn't you? And then you were like, weird that my friend Kylie was like, God, weird memories. I started dating Louise that night. That was a fucking, Yeah, you did. God. Jesus. I wasn't late. I got there early and no, then I you went were to like, get... something happened and you there was something personal happened I don't know if this is an off air I love how you and I just went get on this show and we just always oh, remember this remember when we were Hitler sure alright think you'd edit that out but fuck it we were Hitler at one point <laughs> you were Hitler though I wasn't Hitler no you were you were running the um the baton and you had me <laughs> 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 the figure <of> stars. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but you did the bloody salute. <laughs> no, but do you remember the one which actually I don't know if I well, I've still got it. It's probably on YouTube. Remember when the first one we did was Stalker, right? Oh, where where we threw Muhammad's phone off the car park. <laughs> and we got kept getting telling off by dear old um bless his heart, he passed away recently, didn't he? Ali Sultan or whatever his name was. But um I don't I like speak like fake Chinese in that? <laughs> yeah, I'm pulled it up, have you? <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking for it. No. Uh, I opened my YouTube app and it came up on the shorts so I was watching with Rick and Morty. <laughs> Fucking waffle stomping. <laughs> oh well, if I just type in Ben Waterworth. Is that what your or was it Bnet Productions? Uh, it would. Oh, no, it would. I don't think it's on YouTube anymore. I put the Kill Film movies up on the Oz Network because we reviewed. Did you you need to go back. I don't know if I ever sent you the links. We reviewed the Oz Network on my movie TV show podcast. I made Colin watch them, having never seen them before in his life, and he basically called Kill Film to the Ben Waterworth Vanity Project. Which, let's be honest, it really was. Um, but he's like, I sat there for like five minutes watching you sing all by myself. Like, you sound like fucking Greg Brown. Um, God, remember no, I mouthed it though, didn't I? I you, didn't no, sing it. No, 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 it was me. You did a version of it that I never edited together because it was all about me, Josh. Um, it didn't fit the narrative of the yeah. film. Come on now. <laughs> my just, vision, my vision like, of Kill Phil was all about like, me. How, how the, how the hell <laughs> some of the people we cast as hot nurses. <laughs> I, I don't care that we're going on a tangent and everybody's tuned out at this point and no one gives a shit because let's be honest, we've we've gone on for an hour talking about shit and no one's listening. But uh, do you remember? So, like, we're, we're like, to put this into context, we were 17 when we were in video production class. We made some shitty, like, I, I literally remember coming up with the concept of Kill Phil. I was, when I was living in Bowden Street, I would go out the backyard, I'd do some jogging, I was fat, so I was trying to lose weight. And I had my fucking Sony Discman listening to my tunes. And all of a sudden I'm like, Ah, that Kill Bill movie I watched recently was pretty good. I might make a movie. Parrot, Kill Phil, that's original. And then basically, boom, idea was born. So we wrote, uh, we, I wrote the script. Uh, we filmed I brought it. the main character to life. Well, at that point in my time, I was more the visionary. I was a director. I just had a cameo. I was a Quentin Tarantino. You could be the star. I didn't need to be in it. Second one, fuck yeah, I need to no, be in it. How, how did I, no, how did I end up becoming... The main actor in that one. Because you were the only person who would do it. <laughs> you were basically it. I had like, <laughs> all my cool friends wouldn't be seen on camera in college. They would diminish their reputation. You were a bit of a loser, so you were fine. Um, we, well, were we were losers so, together. Yeah, we were, we were best mates at this point. So, I, I, In all seriousness, we were best mates. And I trusted you. Like, to this day, I, I say this to anybody. You are the best co-host I've ever had on any radio I've ever done in my life. And I wish that you and I could do a podcast. Or I wish that we had uh, lived in the same area. We would host I, a radio I show. I keep telling you, I'm happy to do this with you every week. Well, or whenever, or however however long you record it. I'm happy to do it. I'm, I'm, we need to do it. We, we'll work on that. But So anyway, you come on board for that. We do the first one. It was fun. Uh, and then the second one. And like, oh, I feel like I need to get a bit more attention because whatever. But like, let's be honest. We're both... 18-year-old boys who spent the majority of our formative years as a teenager at an all-boys school, me with a majority of a reputation that I'm into the boys felching with them behind the gym at Newtown High, which, let's be honest, <laughs> half the other boys were. Let's tell stories there. But yeah. so I was like, cool, let's bring some girls into this. Now, we knew girls, right? We weren't yeah. ladies' men. But in all seriousness, the girls that I were friends with would not do that. They, they're not into them. And 
I wanted to run into it that there was romance. No, we. Who did we get? Rachel. Um, as the, as <laughs> the, the nurse. nurse. As the first nurse. Rachel. Yes. Because she was hot. And we wanted. I mean, she was so awkward and weird because, like, she just, you know, she had to fucking straddle you. It was basically the reverse rape you scene were from jealous. Kill Bill. I was very jealous. Who wouldn't be? She was hot. But, like, she but, was okay, also. No, but, but the best actor in that scene, Joel. Oh, Joel turned out to be amazing, did he not? And then he wouldn't come back because he was a bit, you know, anyway. But like the second one, yeah. right? So, we like, I write this lead. He was in the second one. Yeah, but, like, it was a third one. Because he was going to be the main character in the third one. Anyway, the second one, because we, we end the cliffhanger. No one listening to this has any idea what we're talking about. I don't give a shit. End of the Find first, it on YouTube. It is hilarious. End of the first one, you've got a girlfriend. The big cliffhanger is I've been killed, but all of a sudden, oh, pew, shoot you in with a fucking uh, bullet. Remember we were originally going to film the finale on top of Mount Wellington? Anyway. Um, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't convince Adam to take yeah, us Yeah, he took there. us up there once, but he wouldn't take us up there again. Um, so let's. You, we had a girlfriend called Matilda for you, so the second one comes like, oh, I've got to create this Matilda, and there's going to be a love triangle, like, oh, you've been dead, and I've been no, fucking your wife for five years, and you're alive again. Oh, plot twist. Um, but we could not, for the life of us, find it, because the problem was... This character had to kiss both of us. And we're 18-year-old boys, not exactly fucking Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. And it was hard. So we ended up, oh, God, I don't even know how we knew her. Um, Drew, bless her heart. She's she, a, she, she pulled it out for us. She, she, she did it right. This, you know, the weirdest thing with that is, is that she apparently genuinely liked me so the reason why she didn't want to kiss me was because she was like, oh, you know, whatever. She had no problem, like, flashing her boobs every five seconds to me. But outside of that, it was like, oh, no, I can't kiss you on camera. And remember the amount of times she would fuck up everything? Like, there were literally no on-screen kisses at all because she wouldn't do it. And then we had Alex and Pip doing the hot nurses with the fucking Janet Jackson song. Oh, well, God. That- Peter Wallhead was in it, too. Well, he was my brother, wasn't he? <laughs> And the reason why we deliberately wrote him out of it and turned him into, was it Sean, the tall the tall guy, was that he didn't want to do it anymore because we had him for one scene in the first one. He was a coffee guy. Ah, oh, you didn't pay for the check. And then he didn't want to be in the second one. So I basically came up. The whole reason why we had that machine of turning, this is the magic of filmmaking. Uh, we, we created a machine to turn people's appearances because little shit Peter didn't want to do the second one. So I'm like, well, fuck, how am I going to do this? Like, uh, you know, continuity's sake. Uh, yet you see one scene where you're in black pants, the next scene you're in, like, blue jeans, but that didn't bother me. Um, <laughs> you, you know what we need to do? We need to do a commentary for, for Kill Phil. Yes. You want to fucking do it now? I'll end this podcast right now. And I will get the first one up, and we can do the first one in like 40 minutes. You have 40 minutes free? Fucking do it. Let's right. do it. We're going to end this, Mr. Brick. <laughs> this, is a, this is a bonus. I don't know what we'll do with it. We'll do a bonus one maybe on the old network or something like that, but we're going to do a, a commentary <laughs> on Kill Feel because I'm in the mood to do this. I can share yes. the screen and we can watch it live. Josh, thank you for your time. Um, we will have you on next time. Uh, appreciate it. Go, Tazzy. Get the team. Uh, by the way, suck at the night's lost uh, to the Sharks. Half 50 oh. points. Um, <laughs> I'm going to shut up. Josh, you do the closing. And you keep sucking those oranges, Hobart. And those people who say no and good night.